Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing Chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Hungarian Horntail. Hmm. Dragons! Dragons! Says Bayana and Amani in the chat room. This is going to be a thing. And Harriet. And Harriet makes an appearance. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we have some announcement and announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag on Wizard, the hashtag Wizard Team, wow, to follow on Twitter to follow you along. Um, we're going to have to actually share probably a picture of Harriet in case people forgot or don't know who Harriet is. But Harriet, the Hungarian Horntel, is Bayana's dragon friend. My stuffed dragon. <laughs> um, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you'd like to submit, check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording these episodes, and Patron I have access to those videos. So if you would like to have access to the videos and don't just want to listen to our voices, you should donate a little something. A little something. A little something, something. That's what it says in the agenda now. You know. Nah, it does? I can't see. Oh, no, okay. I'm lying. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, mm. um, five dollars a month will get you the video the Tuesday before the episode drops, while ten dollars a month will get you a link to watch us and record. Um, and as we record live, and join a chat room to discuss while we record. Um, if you want to donate but can't do the monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm um, by donating to our PayPal, and you can find the links to. Send a cheering charm and become a Patronus at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Okay, something just went really weird with your audio, but I'm going to assume that that was my fault. And cut. Okay. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to the podcast. The hope is that the higher um, rating and the more reviews we have, the more people will see the podcast um because it might get featured and then baron trump will become a listener and then bankroll all of wizard team so that or you know, you know or you know viola davis or viola davis marshall ali someone or like well my thought know. was like i think it would be like really great um, kind of like serious <clears throat> black like to like use voldemort's money to take him down you know what i mean like, it just kind of... Yeah. There's, like, some po- poetry in that. But, like, also good people <laughs> can give us money in any person. I really, at this point, I just really want to go to Dublin for LickyCon um, 2017. And so your morals are your business if you want to donate and help us get there. That's real. <laughs> Sorry. That's, yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with my God later. I don't know. Um, also, subscribe to our newsletter. Most weeks we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. 
And shout out to Deborah, who is our Wizard Bay and our one of our patronists, Patroni. <laughs> and she did she guest wrote curated. Get, mm, she did our newsletter last. Yes, curated. Thank you. I was waiting. That that was the word. She yeah. She guessed. She guest curated our newsletter. And if you would like to guest curate the newsletter too, you can email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com. You know, if you, I don't know, hit us up on Facebook. Basically, if you follow us at We Black and Nerds, like us at Black Girls Create, um, join our Wizard Team Facebook group, which is now open, or join our Black Girls Create Slack community, which we just launched. Um, and you can find that all at our website, blackgirlscreate.org. You can use any of those communication channels and be like, hey, I want to do the newsletter one day, one week, and I'm going to be like, thank <laughs> fucking God, because I'm not going to get it done in time. And then yep. that'll be lit. So, do you want to dive into what's um, going on? So, like Robin said, follow us. Oh, real quick. Follow us on all the social <laughs> medias. We opened, we started like a... Right now, I know um, our, or you all know, we have, like, a Slack for our patrons um, when so that they can, like, live watch and, like, talk about the recording of Wizard Team while we do it. Um, but we also have other, like, open Slack channels now. So, like, on Wednesdays, if you want to, like, put your thoughts um, about the episodes in there, you can do that. There's a MVP and Benched thread if you want to um, add those there instead of, like, on social media we have a BGNO book club one. Yes, we have BGNO book lots club. of lots of stuff. So if you guys forgot BGNO so book if you club, like, is the book club where you don't we don't reach it together. You just say, "Hey, I read this. This was awesome. You should read this too." And we like, really? All right then. In your own time. That's cool. And I'm you do it in your own list. time. There's no pressure. BGNO book club. It's um, pretty lit. Sorry, I cut you off, but keep going. <laughs> Oh, no, it's, it, it's pretty great. Um, yeah. So if you want to join that, you can join that channel. Lots of lots of fun things you can do. Yeah. Um, and if you want cool. so to start a new channel, you can ask us and we can start a new channel. We plan on yep. when Doctor Who comes back having a channel about that. Um, Game of Thrones probably have a channel about that. I don't know how many of y'all are watching The Expanse. Ooh, I didn't even think of but that. But if you watch The Expanse, maybe we can have a channel about that. Or Colony, even though I'm like... The entire season behind on both of those. <laughs> but, I mean. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. She is the entire season behind of a lot of shows. So. I am. Um, uh, let's. Yeah. <clears throat> let's dive in right now to what's going on with Wizard Team. Um, so, one, Fantastic Beasts won Oscar for Best Costume. Right. right. Costume Design. Yes. I'm so mad at myself. For something. Yes. That's who I wanted to win and who I thought should win. Like, I literally thought they deserved it. But then I was all like, oh, Blah Blah Land is going to win everything. So and now if you were a patron, I could see them talking mess about how far behind I am on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And at this point, I'm actually so far behind that I have to go to Netflix. But y'all, I was sick. So, Oscars. And then the Oscars, Oscars Robin, happened. We're talking about Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. So anyway, so Fantastic Beast won. And actually, that 
is the first and only Oscar, I believe, for The Wizarding World, which is some bullshit. Is it? Are we sure the Sorcerer's Stone hasn't won an Oscar? I'm not 100% sure, because I think they may have won some technical category, like one, and I think it was like the Deathly Hallows, not the Sorcerer's Stone. Let me see. So it might be two. They might, it might be the second. Oh, so no, they won Best Original Music Score, which is, mm-hmm. yes. Um, production Design and Costume Design. Is it? That was for Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, okay. Wait, hold up. I thought they were just nominated. Yeah. Oh, maybe. We'll double Wait. check this. Come on, but Hulu. I we'll feel in my soul. Oh no, they were just yeah, nominated. This was my bad. They were just nominated. The only win for the Wizarding World, which is some bull. Because I rewatched um, Deathly Hallows, and we can talk about like as Potterheads, we'll talk about the movies. Um, and our through our Potterhead lens, but through my film nerd lens. The Deathly Hallows they're, are they're good movies. Amazing, like beautiful cinematography. But don't they usually stuff. not nominate or like? Don't sequels usually not? Um, win? Lord of the Rings won Best Picture, the last one. Which one? Was, Return of the King. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It was the, whatever the last final one was. It was pretty. Lit. Which is like mm-hmm. kind of like oh, we're giving it to the entire series type of thing, but. Um, yeah, they usually are kind of like, they're, they, they just are usually salty to, um, franchises in general at the Oscars, but I mean, let's not get into all the ways the Academy is bullshit. Um, and <laughs> that's funny cause I'm running to the same thing as well as the fact that now that they're a period piece, it was a period piece at one. Right. Which is a little shady. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, listen. I could rant for days about the Academy and how much I hate it, but the next year I'm going to do the Oscar watch again and I'm going to be just as invested. I'm going to hate myself the whole time. What are you going to do? You know? Yeah. So, we're celebrating Witches History Month. It's the first day of Witches History Month, y'all. It literally is. It's always Black History Year, though. Just, just so, so y'all know, you're all aware. We we'll just keep that. Just so, just y'all, so know. y'all know. Um, before we go into discussing, yeah. so each week of Witches History Month, we're gonna have a short discussion about some of the witches of the Wizarding World. But before we go into that, can we just shout out my brother-in-law Ron Weasley for his birthday? Let's do that up top. Shout out to Ron. Okay, that makes um, sense. Happy Today birthday, Ron. is Ron Weasley's birthday. I do not recognize the Ron from Cursed Child. I semi kind of <laughs> recognize the Ron from. Don't recognize the one you know, in uh, the a historical reenactment. He's tripping right now, but, but it's okay. He's low key tripping right now, but it's still his birthday, right. so we should shout him out. Well, he was low key tripping right now, thirty years ago, twenty years ago. Yes. Mm. 20-ish years 20, ago. Yes. 23 so, years ago. Math. How'd that work? Um, <laughs> it was only a month left. That was really easy because it was only a month. It's only a month before my yeah. birthday. So. so. Shout out to Ron Weasley. Happy birthday, fam. We're okay. That was my book bag. We're what? okay. Are you okay? Okay. We good. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
So, now that we've shouted out Ron, let's get into Witches History Month. Um, are we playing 20? <clears throat> so, yeah. So, each week we're, we're talking about, like, we're just going to kind of have a theme so that we talk about, we're able to kind of touch on lots of different witches that are in the wizarding world. Um, so, each week, and there's five weeks of March, so we got a little bit extra this time. Um, each week we're going to talk about a theme um, within the wizarding world. So, today we're talking about magical motherhood. Um, so I put out a question Uh, on Twitter about magical motherhood and we'll do this like every week about the theme that we're going to talk about. I had asked wizard team as a whole, um, if there are any mothers in the series that were of particular interest, um, and Jackson, um, Bird from the HPA, uh, he gave up. He gave some really like interesting answers. He said um, all of them: <laughs> Molly, Andromeda, <laughs> Eileen Prince, which I hadn't thought of, um, and Neville's grandmother. Um, Koki talks tra- at Koki talks trash on uh, Twitter. Koki, the scientist, the ratchet scientist. She brought up um, Blaze Zabini's mother, who we now know her first name's Nicola. Or Nicolai? Nicola? Nicola? How do we say that? How do you pronounce that? I think Nicola. Nicola. I think it's, um, I think it's Nicola. <laughs> and Kim Lloyd said Narcissa Malfoy, who betrayed Voldemort to save her son. So we had written down, like some mothers to talk about and we had written down Molly and Narcissa, Lily. Oh, we did say Sirius's mom or did you just do that? And we did say, yeah. Oh. No, we said Sirius's mom. Those oh, were no, 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 Sirius's mom. We didn't say Snape's mom. Um, Blaze's mom. No, did you? Yeah. Did you just put Eileen Prince or? No, no, no. We, we, I added those after Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, Andromeda added talks. those after, yeah. And then Neville's um, grandmother and mother. Um, so it's interesting that those are kind of like the moms that we think about because no one brought up like Cho Chang's mom or, you know what I mean? Like the Patil mm-hmm. twins are, you know, and I think because there's nothing really there, like they're such small or minor characters, like you can't glean that much from like who they are. So then you don't really wonder too much about like how they became that way. Whereas I think a lot of mm-hmm. these mothers, the reason why we're so interested in them is because of the impact mothers have on like who you become. And so, and because like also externally, we got like Blaze's mom's story a little bit from, was it just through Pottermore or was it, no, it was, um, we didn't get Blaze's mom's story. We got a really small excerpt in the Hotwood Prince, and then we made shit up. But it was like she kept, but that excerpt was like really interesting. Like she kept, her husband's kept dying. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on the, on the novella. <laughs> right. Like. Of Blaze's mom. Like, just the adventures of Blaze's mom spinoff. <laughs> I need that. In somebody my write that fanfic. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we did, we just, it was Please. like a sentence, but it was an interesting ass, it was a sentence that made you go, wait, what fam? 
She did what? What happened? <laughs> I was like, can, can we, can we, we need detour? to go back? I know there's some important things <laughs> happening in the wizarding world and with Harry, but like, can we can just we take a minute? Can we have like the narrator from Jane the Virgin be like, hey, let's take a minute and go back <laughs> and, and learn about her real quick before like, we move on. Like this is interesting ass shit though. I would love that. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that like the main reason we chose this as being like the first kind of like jumping off point is because motherhood um, is a really strong theme throughout the series. And it's the thing that like Joe always comes mm-hmm. back to, um, you know, starting off with Lily and her sacrifice for Harry and then how that kind of carries on through um, the series. And like we're going to see in the book that we're reading about like what like how powerful that magic really was. Um, and then we get Molly um, throughout like the entire series and how she mothers Harry and how she has to deal with, you know, seven kids in addition to Harry and Hermione kind of. Um, I mean, I guess I just noticed we didn't put Mrs. Granger on there either, but I think it's also just because we don't have really anything to hold on, latch onto. I feel like yeah. Hermione's parents kind of get presented as like, one entity. They really do. Um, like they're both dentists. Where it's just like Mr. and Mrs. Granger are one <laughs> yeah. person, and they they they're just like this little like these muggles that kind of hover yeah. around, but they're not really like integrated into the story the way that. But now that you mentioned Mrs. Are. Granger, um, I do have like questions about her because what happened after the Wizarding War? I'm assuming Hermione. I'm assuming Hermione went home. We don't know that for sure, but she better mm-hmm. have taken her ass home. Well, and then no, she went back. I mean, you mean you mean Australia oh, and, right. and fixed their memories, right? And then went home. Australia gave them their memories back, and then yes, mm-hmm. like <laughs> no, no, no. She took them. She took their memories. Had them right. go to Australia. So they're just living in Australia without knowing that they have a daughter. So I'm assuming that she was like, "All right, everything cool." Right. That's what I'm saying. Let me go get my like parents. she went. Found her parents in Australia, mm-hmm. gave them back their memories of having a daughter, and then either they still in Australia or they went back to Britain. I don't know, but I feel like my mom still gets mad at me when I'm like, "Oh, and by the way, um, when I was ten and I told you that I was staying at my friend's house, I was actually at this other person's house," and my mom will be like, "Bitch, you what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, not." actually but you know what I mean like there's no real statute of limitations for a mother to be like oh you mm-hmm. think you've grown right and I feel and I and I feel a really oh there are things my dad has not told his parents hasn't told his my, his mom I hope she's not listening <laughs> I doubt she is I don't think she knows how podcasts work. Not tell her. I've tried to explain yeah, it to her a couple because times my, our, my, she's the most adorable person mouth. ever I don't want my mommy to know about that Oh my god! <laughs> I have to send you something, but oh my god. Um. Um. Okay. Um. But yeah, no, and I I think that like the way, and you know, I I feel like we kind of mis- mentioned Narcissa mostly because of like the way that her love for Draco kind of comes full circle and saves Harry mm-hmm. again. Um. And so I think that she's, like, really important to talk about, too. I think just the... the I think the reoccurring theme of motherhood in, in the story is super um, relevant, right? Because I always feel like... 
I always feel like every pretty much all the time I randomly think like, hmm, I wonder what I would do without my mom. Like pretty much <laughs> daily something I happens and I'm like, I pretty much think, hmm, I wonder what I, I would do without mom. your mom as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would be, but it's kind of scary sometimes where I'm just like, oh fuck. I like text her and she tells me, she like helps me out and I'm like, man, if I didn't have my that mother. That was me today with your mother and soul. my mother. I don't know what I would do. Like, and like so, I need I need my mom. I need your mom. Like, I need your grandma and my grandmas. Like, how are we? <laughs> how are people able to live life? They're not really. Cause look at Sirius and Sirius's mother. Yeah, and I think that that's like one of those. <laughs> my goodness um but yeah just real quick before we get to that i think that that's like one of the things that i kind of love about like this story right is like even though harry's mother has died right. it's not like he's without her um and like he has all these stand-ins as well but like she always is like there and present um even though she's not like physically alive yeah um yeah but serious mom is a is a creature is a character well i think um, um sorry just to like and I, that's oh what my I was, God, that was, Robin. yeah i know right yeah we have to talk about that offline but yeah so it just got sent to me okay, so i had sorry. to send it to you because i mean right look at that <laughs> speaking of mothers sorry um, okay sorry so i was i would say like before we even like dive deep into Sirius's mother, like if we look at that example of or that type of mother, so neglectful, I would say, or not, I don't know, like negative mothers, right? Like even though Draco is like a bad, like the antagonist, you always felt the that Narcissa loved him, like. A, and was a good mother. I, I, at least I always got that. Like, she's she spoiled Ish, because him, then we but, also think about like the way that the the mouth yeah. is kind of like dope. Yeah. And you know what I also just realized you know, is we that's didn't what put I was gonna Petunia say. So that's why I was bringing up. Well, that's well, what, I what I was bringing magical. up was like even that's so, true. Um, like the negative mothers that we see bringing in petunia who's not magical like how that affects like the kid like the, their sons and it's normally it's well it's it's all sons wow mm-hmm. man except for andromeda we got tonks <laughs> shout house. out to tonks um shout out to tonks that was me trying to uh, <laughs> but yeah but and jenny too um, that's it the, the rest that's of guys it. but like having those negative mothers and like how the big thing that stands out to me is like the impulse control because that's such a like i think guys have impulse issues right like they like are you know they're angrier or they like harder to control their emotions or their emotions come out more violently or something, you know, just to be like completely gender stereotypical. Um, and so for one thing you look at, like Dudley, um, has like just no impulse control until he 
comes face to face with a dementor. Um, and then he's like, hmm, maybe I should think my, about my life choices. Maybe I should think things through a little bit more. Maybe I should center myself. Um, but mm-hmm. Sirius and um, Regulus both have bad impulse control. Like Regulus just decides that he's going to take on the Dark Lord by himself and confide in no one but Creature. Well, that too. Well, first he I'm, decides I'm trying to, to take death away eater. that part because then you have to bring in Narcissa. Like, that's like a... And then he's like... The moral, you know, argument. But I mean, just like parenting styles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think with I think with Sirius's mom, like, a lot of it is just kind of like how... I don't know. I feel like, you know, love bleeds over and like we from, based on like what we hear about um his mother like through Sirius, she's not a great mother. Um but she's also not a great person. And I think that, you know, there's Narcissa isn't a great right. person, but she was a pretty decent mother for like all intents and purposes. Um but like with with her with his with Sirius's mom, sorry, she she seemed to be so and like I, the other thing is like again we only get like we only really hear about her through mm-hmm. Sirius and then also from that like painting thing that's like been there for who knows how long. There's been no one in the house talking to it except for creature. <laughs> we don't really know how portraits work and like right. that's a whole well, other conversation. About um, but but like depiction of. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of questions. Um, but I feel like the depiction of her in that makes her seem really just like unhinged um, and angry and like full of hate in a way that seems a little exaggerated, but also may not be in Sirius's eyes, right? Like she's clearly a bigot. She um, like grew up in this household that like very clearly, I don't know, it's very gaunt-ish except they have money. Yeah, and then, like, Eileen Prince, on the other hand, is super interesting because we actually do get more of Mm -hmm. her than, I don't know, than I've ever really thought about. I don't really think about her very often. Um, Like, we know that the book that um, Harry finds, like, the Half-Blood Prince book, was her book, and then she passed it down to Snape. We know that she had to, I think she was probably, I think she was in school when the Chamber of Secrets opened the first time. So she um, definitely wasn't a. She, she wasn't into that whole it was like pure blood mania, though, right? And yeah, and I don't think she was. A, I mean, we don't know what yeah. her what her house was, but I kind of don't think she was a Slytherin. Um, she was the president of the Gobstones Club, so she was like a geek. She was chilling, you know what I mean? Um, but then she like marries this Muggle who is abusive and doesn't like magic. And she tries to kind of, like, just based off of what I remember, I don't have the book right next to me, but it seems very much as if she's having a similar, who is it? Like, right. it reminds me of um, McGonagall's mom, right? Where, like, I mean, McGonagall's father wasn't abusive, mm-hmm. but there was, like, a thing where the mother felt like she had to kind of, like, hide herself. Um, and I feel like Eileen had a similar situation, although it was much more violent, um, and it also, I mean, we know 
that this is kind of what fed into and he Snake being the way that he was, although you know, he didn't have to go as far as he did. And he, yeah. And That's the whole, yeah. Get this, is that yeah. this is about his mother. Yeah. Um, this isn't about Snake. I think that... Um, I, I think mother. I like where you're but, going with that. One question I would have. Um, um, two is when when you talk about like the difference between who Eileen marries and then McGonagall's like hiding a part of yourself or whatever. Do you think there is something t- about self esteem or mm-hmm. some or you know what I mean like? There has to be some, I don't, I don't want to like armchair therapist or quarterback or I don't know what it's called, but like what, what draws you to fall in love with the type of person who you feel like you can't be your full self around? Um, like even before the, we get mm-hmm. into the abuser and we don't know like when, when in their relationship the abuse started, but like. If he hates magic that way, there, there, there has to be something like early in their relationship that was like, oh, I can't be my full self, right? But also, that's the trouble with the statue of secrecy, which we've talked about before, about how you're not supposed to, like you have to be married until you tell someone, right? And that's like right. And I mean, I get it. You can't just be telling everybody but, you like, meet on the street that you're a witch and you can't just be like like when you get engaged or when it's going down (laughs) but like there has to be some kind of like wiggle room right Right. when it's already been serious you gotta be like alright fam I got some as a muggle like oh you gonna let me marry you and there's this huge party you never told me like where it's not the magic it's the lie right like it's like when people are like it's not the cheating it's the lying about the cheating or you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. and I think that is super problematic but that's a different topic that we can (laughs) we can spend a whole bunch of time on um but there at, at Essentially, like if we look at Remus's parents, for example, Remus's father doesn't tell his mother until they're married. I think that or right before, right? Yeah, either married or like right before. But there's so there's something in her. I think it's before they get married, but I think it's like right before they get married. She's yeah, fine with it. You know what I mean? Like at that point, she's like, "All right, let's," you know. And the same thing with like Andromeda and Ted Tonks, right? There's like through. And I mean, ah, right, well, no, Ted is a Ted is a Muggleborn. So he um, he wasn't a muggle, um, but I do want to shout out <laughs> Remus's mother because she was a muggle, like and then dealt with yeah. like, not on like on top of like magic and shit, then had to deal with like a right. werewolf son. And I don't know how as a muggle you would be equipped <laughs> to do that, um, but shout out to her for that because that's like on top of magic, then you also have these other things that you and have to deal like. With and, probably don't understand i mean your baby and, is yeah that's also turning a into a monster once a month and that is conversation but i mean zelda got sick because she ate some chocolate and almost almost died i almost lost it and i've had zelda for what three months <laughs> and she didn't come out like she's and she's a dog so <laughs> you know what i mean like 
Yeah. I love her, but she's a dog. And she's not like my child <laughs> who turns into a werewolf and could possibly kill himself and others. Mm-hmm. Portia said, I feel like Lupin's mother had to be like, might as well. <laughs> Wizards are a thing. May as well have werewolves, too. I kind of may as well have a werewolf son. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Like, I love, like, reading I mean, urban fantasy and... um Harry Potter is at its core like an urban fantasy story as well, but I there's certain um, stories where there's a certain part when a hum, like a pure human character who is like finding out about the world more is just like, well, well, goddamn, fine, like I'm whatever. <laughs> Vampires, werewolves, what's next? What? Where otters? Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. We just do whatever we want now. Witches. Wear bears. Who knows? Whatever. Wear otters. Bring it on. My goodness. <laughs> Ghost. I don't care. <laughs> it does. Wear bears. But I will tell you like, that. Um, Shout out to a Tasty scary version of Bear. And oh um, my god, is her name at Tasty Bear because of this? She told me that she loves and reads a story about werebears. <laughs> or some kind of bears. Werebears. Yeah, they turn into That's bears. That's hilarious. Werebears. <laughs> it just sounds funny to say. All right, so. <laughs> it's just cute to say. Um, <laughs> let's yeah. werebears. Yep, dragons time travel, sure, bring it. Like <laughs> Portia just keeps being That's like, whatever. Me. It's all. Bring, give all me some dragons table. and some time travel. I'm lit. Right. Um... <laughs> okay. Do we have but anything no, else to I, add? Because we to get went back to a... the the mm-hmm. yeah, so we've gone we've gone all in a circle, and we've also taken up a lot of time. But I do want to just like finish by saying like there is something about the people that these mothers decide to spend their life with, or that says a lot about who they are, and then says a lot about the children that they mm-hmm. have. Right. So. um Lily kind of does, uh, I think we even said this before, like an Olivia Pope, you want me, earn me to James, yeah. right? So like James has faults. Not that Lily doesn't have faults, but like they're like, she has enough. And I think wow. what I'm searching is for James is like self-confidence and self-possession. That might be really accurate. He might be. Wow. So it I don't like James because I really hate Fitz. He gets on my nerves. That's fine. I'm cool with it. But that's no, like no, really no, 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 no. Like season one, season two, season one, season two fits where he was a problem, but he wasn't. Oh no, he continued to be a problem. What he is? Fuck him. Well, I know, but I feel like he just got he got he got worse. worse. And worse and, and okay, so like, like so James like he he was like I'm starting getting worse with like skirt. He was he was going on the Fitz path, and then he was like skirt. Right, because he actually listened to nah. to Lily when she said right. earn me, and he was like, you right, fam. Okay, I appreciate. Right. I, I like this. Earn me. I like this. Right. So then there's like Lily and that self esteem and self and self worth, right? And there's Molly Weasley and Arthur and their weird whole whatever. But I just think they were just like we in love. <laughs> they just were like about it yeah. from day one. Um, but then Eileen Prince and um, McGonagall's mother, I, 
you know, who somehow make these decisions to stay with these people who don't fully accept them. And that right. is a choice because you could obliviate them, right? And be like, oh, mm, annulment <laughs> and forget <laughs> I existed, mm-hmm. right? Like, because that's what I feel like I would have done. It was like, oh, that's how you're going to react? Well, then deuces. And obliviate. Along with the deuces, obliviate, right? Mm-hmm. That, there is, like, literally, you have the best cop, like the best ghost you can't ghost anybody more (laughs) there is no bigger ghosting than obliviate your ass and keep on stepping so yeah i think when we talk about all of these magical mothers and then we'll you know i think their self-confidence is huge and like going back into this list that we have like blaze's mom nicola like she had self-confidence out the you know because she was like listen Man, can we please just get, get mine? Can we get like a telenovela style spinoff? <laughs> I really, I, it's all I want in my life. In addition to the Marauders right. story, but like, I really need like Blaze's mom. Right, please. And like Neville's grandmother, she also seems like she's like you know she's the first and. In- like, person that we know of that sent a howler in the story, because Neville's, like, tells Ron, and Ron gets his howler, like, oh, my grand's a new one of those. You better open that mug. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. she's very self-possessed, and when we do see her, she is, she is on, you know, I don't think that she's taken mess from someone else, and she's very um, demanding and has high expectations, good or bad, but I think all of these things that we see in these characters um one of the the things that comes out of it is you can trace back to like how their mothers felt about themselves right and Portia said Mm -hmm. um am I endorsing memory modification for date ghosting no because if you remember I said but yes not just like the first date or something you gotta get serious (laughs) yeah you have to get to a a level of like oh we in this thing and if you're the type of person that falls in love with like multiple witches and so you're getting obliviated all the time like then that's something you just gonna have to deal with but I'm thinking like (laughs) you only gonna fall in love with a witch or a wizard once and then how you react to it obliviate deuces but that's once we get to the to the point in the relationship where I feel comfortable enough to tell you that I'm magical. Um, <laughs> cool. So let's let's move on um, because I don't know how long we spent on that. I don't think one. we put a timer like we should have. Um, yeah. So let's move on to the Hungarian horn tail. Yeah. Hey, it's exciting. I'm excited Guys, too. Um, this. Hey, we're like this halfway through this book. We are halfway. Wow. Wow. After this chapter, we'll be halfway through. Or actually, no. No. Yeah. After this chapter, we'll be exactly halfway through because it's chapter 19, and I think there's like 37 chapters. Mm. Oh, my God. You're so right. Portia said, I feel like you're talking about eternal sunshine and the spotless mind, and I am. But only when you fall in love with a witch or a wizard. 
eternal sunshine of the magical mind. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I was all like opening this chapter and it's like, okay, dragons. But there are some feels in here beyond dragons. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's I had some, some... Beyond dragons. Some things going on that I just was not prepared for. So let's... Yeah. Previously on Wizard Team. Previously on Wizard Team, um, a lot of stuff happened last chapter, and I don't totally remember it because... I had the flu. Um, we but, got that woman. Um, right. Okay, yeah. So Harry's having a bad week or like however many, probably like a bad month or something. However long between the first task and when he his name came out of the Goblet of Fire. Ron is still tripping. Um, Snape is still trying to poison people, specifically Harry, because he has no chill. Um, Hermione got cursed by Malfoy um, and Gwell got cursed by Harry when they like... They, Malfoy and Harry were trying to fight. They were trying to duel. And then they, Hermione and Goyle got caught in the crossfire. Um, and then Harry had to go to the Wang of the Wand ceremony where they get their wands checked out during, um, yeah, the, before the before the first task. Um, and that's where you meet Rita Skeeter and a, like, unnamed pedophilic photographer and who needs to, like, be removed from the premises. I don't know why he's still around. Um, and then we also get um, Harry talking to Sirius. Um, oh, no. Yes. No, that's right. We get no. the greatest villain wow, explaining of all I... time. No, that was... No, no, no. That was, that was two chapters ago. No, yeah. what happens is um, Sirius writes back to Harry and is like, hey, I can't write all the things I want to tell you in a, in a letter, so we're going to meet... Um, and then Ron is still not talking to Harry because I think I said this already, but he's tripping. He's still jealous despite all evidence pointing to the fact that like Harry's in serious danger. Um, so we should get over his feelings and thank you, Portia, for reminding me nearly headless Nick is still not a member of the headless hunt. Still. So that's also a plot point that we will continue to monitor. Um, we'll see how development, we will keep you updated. (laughs) Withered Fiendin again. Yeah. Well, yes. well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and do we have every, any? every once in a while, we'll just check in. We'll just let you know. Do you want to check in on the um, on the spreadsheet or no? We're not going to get any exit polls. We'll do that later. We'll do that later. Two minutes. Oh, oh. Um, Vernon is still in the lead, and Arthur. Is, nothing's really changed yet. Um, it it'll it will in a little bit, but I think it's it's been because like every chapter it's a different person who's been like benched or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it I think it it'll it'll eventually overtake. I want to say I don't have it up in front of me, but I want to say Barty Crouch Jr. is pretty close to overtaking Vernon as a benched um, individual and or like as top benched for the book and who. Arthur is still at the top, but I want to say Hermione is like in, She's in third, third place and Molly's in second place. Yeah. So I feel like Hermione Hermione might move up a little bit more. Too. So, yeah. So um, we will keep you posted on developments as yes. they follow along on Wizard CNN. So <laughs> um, chapter 19, the Hungarian Horntail, not named Harriet. The Hungarian Horntail. Do you think Harriet is 
No, it's not it's Harriet. Not but she's just happy because it's about her. Okay. It's about her, her, her homie. Her cousin. What were you going to say? Do you think Harriet is the Hungarian yeah. hometown? Horntail? I think... I don't know. And then know. she, like, dipped. And she, now she's hanging out in Chicago. I think she's, she's just the homie. She's just the homie. The, okay. Yep. Um, so, the prospect of talking... She just... She's related, but... The prospect of talking face-to-face with Sirius was all that sustained Harry over the next fortnight. And fortnight is, like, two weeks, right? Why do people say fortnight? Yep. Shout, Shout out, out to Shakespeare, Shakespeare, but can we... Can that die? Shakespeare. Can, but can that die? Why? I don't know, because I'm always, I like... like fortnight. Fortnight is two weeks, right? Right? Yeah, right, right. Okay, <laughs> The only bright spot on the horizon <laughs> that had never looked darker. Shout out to writing. Yes. Also, shout out to a year ago at this time, Harry literally thought Sirius Y'all was going just, to murder him. Wow. I don't even think <laughs> like, it was a year ago. I mean, I like I just think at, that's a, a year thing. ago this time he did think he was going to murder him, but also like and and continued to think so for a while longer. Y'all are y'all just found out. Your, your relationship is moving real quickly. Um, the shock of finding himself school champion had worn off slightly, and the fear of what was facing him had started to sink in. The first task was drawing steadily nearer. He felt as though it, was, it were crouching ahead of him like some horrific monster barring his path. He had never suffered nerves like these. Would you know what? That's not really... I'm sorry. He thinks that's a metaphor. <laughs> But actually, it's quite literal. And I really appreciate um, it. They are beyond anything he had experienced before. A Quidditch match, not even his last one, which decided who would win the Quidditch Cup. Harry was finding it hard to think about the future at all. He felt as though his whole life had been leading up to and would finish with the first task. Can we just be like, um, why is she talking about anxiety disorder right now? And why is it all up in my brain? Like, why is that whole sentence my life? And how is that? That's and that's how rude that is. Like, I didn't give her permission for that. I didn't say, hey, Joe, you know what you should do is cut up in my heart and put it on this page for children's amusement. I didn't say that was okay. It's what it's what well, writers do. I'm upset about it. It's not, I didn't say it was good. Like, it's just what they do. The idea, too, that you, sorry. Um, that, admittedly, to, like, oh, sorry. A little deeper into the idea about how, like, you have the shock and then you're kind of in this fog of that. And as soon as that immediate kind of, like, what, then you, then the, then you're able to, like, all, like, the whole rush of anxiety comes. And you know that, like, whatever that trigger is, like, you're not going to survive it. So you have all of this anxiety and all of these nerves and all of this, like, stuff, but also know that whatever that thing is, which for Harry is the first task, like, I'm I'm doing all of this roaring, but I'm going to die. I'm not going to survive it. I I had a little uh, thing in my throat. Um, Admittedly... He didn't see how Sirius was going to make him feel any better about having to perform an unknown piece of difficult and dangerous magic in front of hundreds of people, but the more, but the mere sight of a friendly face would be something at the moment. Um, Harry wrote back to Sirius saying that he would be at the common room fire at the time that Sirius suggested. 
and he and Hermione figured out a way to get rid of um, stragglers in the common room if they had to. Um, in the meantime, life became even worse for Harry within the confines of the castle. Farida Skeeter had published her piece about the Triwizard Tournament. And it turned out to be not so much a, repor- a report on the tournament as a highly colored life story of Harry. Much of the front page had been given over to a picture of Harry. The article um, had been all about Harry. The names of the Bowbattens and Durmstrang's champions, misspelled, had been squashed until the last line of the article, and Cedric hadn't been mentioned at all. So how, I mean, okay, yeah, sure. You misspell Flora's name. It's just terrible journalism and whatever. But how do you misspell Victor Crumb's name? Because he's like shade. an international Quidditch star slash champion. How do you call him Weatherby when really you know his time. entire family? But also, it feels like Trump's America where everything... Can I just say that it also feels like Trump's America where they just right. don't have a copy editor? And fake news. And they just... I. Okay, I know we're in our happy place, but it's really been bothering me because I'm just like... I know your your policies are terrible and shit, but also... Like, what? How do you... At the very least, hire y'all don't believe in basic revision. Did you see the the thing that they put really? out and they had misspelled something? It like hurts my heart. Like, I'm sorry. They misspelled one word like four times, like every time they used it, but then they misspelled it differently. <laughs> like, and I'm like, bruh, <laughs> the same word, I, right? And I'm like, what is misspelled. wrong with you? Freaking Google. Find somebody. You don't have a presidential spell checker. Like, I don't understand. Grammarly. Like, I really just don't. Just install that extension. I got it. You're in the highest office in the land and you can't right. find a dictionary. A f- like a, a fr- like, like Google. Everywhere. It's free. You don't it's even everywhere. need Google. Misspell it in there and they'll be like, did you mean this? You don't be even like, yeah, need Google, Google, that is what I meant. Thank you. Microsoft Word 97 oh had that red squiggly line. Like, are you, like, mm, mm-mm, you missing a word, you missing a letter there. That's not a word. Mm-mm. But yes. Um, I'm just, I'm so annoyed. I also want to point out I'm that just, we it are talking about Trump's America. Like you have one job. It's really in simple. The chat room talking about British measurements and four score and stone. Like they are on some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens when like we're having two different conversations now. But no, I reading this chapter, like Rita Skeeter got me all kinds of effed up. Like just. I think also because of our, like, this is our happy place or whatever, but it's so tied to what we're kind of going through with, like, the fake news and you can just write what, like, and people, like, like, actual news being called fake Mm -hmm. news. Meanwhile, fake news is just out there and you got people on Facebook sharing that the Pope endorsed Trump or whatever and not even looking at it and not even, cause this is how I feel about like the Hogwarts students who read this piece and are just like, like y'all know what? Like you literally can tell it don't sound right. Like you don't even sound right. How you, it misspelled but yeah, you still take it at two of the value. champions names. Clearly like, no, what it is is that I'm telling you what it is is that Hotep Ernie read it and was like, "Oh, they just trying to disrespect my man and the other champions." It's all about Harry. Harry paid them. Like, no, Harry don't. <laughs> but I also, just, again, um, in understand. Trump's America, he was talking about li- um, like the journalistic laws, right? 
And we have a free press. The, like, your British press is a free press, but there are limitations on, like, what you can and can't do and what you can and can't say. And there are also, like I said, like, journalistic standards. Like, you just can't say whatever the F. And you can't quote someone on something mm-hmm. they that literally never came out of their mouth. And having worked on, like, school newspapers, which you know is just, like, the smallest piece of this, it's, like, you have to go back and, like, fact check, and your editors will, like, go back and, like, ask people, like, so we have these quotes, do you sign off, is this what you said, or is this, like, similar to what you said, you know what I mean, like, they, they double check this stuff, like, where are the Daily Prophet editors, who were like, bitch, you just making shit up, Mm -hmm. this didn't, he didn't say, he said, erm, right, like, how are they... How are they letting... But they don't know that because she's using the goddamn quick quotes quill. They don't know what he said for real. How is the quick quotes quill right. even, like, or, like, even legal within... Did nobody else see her check the test? <laughs> Talking about Rita Skeeter, Daily Prophet reporter. All Gorgeous of a sudden she's a 30 year, 37 year old who's... And likes to stab the heart. Stab the heart to, the heart like, to admit, like, what? I just... And what? But then everyone believes it too. Don't make no type of sense. There's like two um, things going on just, here. She writing whatever the fuck, and everybody yeah. like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everybody knows that that's what she's doing. They like, know she's trash, but they still I'll believe it. How? She the one that told Trump that Sweden got attacked. How sway? I don't know. My I. <laughs> You ain't got the answers. All right, so let's listen to the second person. This is the wait, wait, wait. Also, okay. So let's look at what this, person. what some of this article this does is the say. Second time um, in one book huh? that we're not even halfway through. We'll be halfway through next chapter. The second time in one book that she has just completely ruined someone's reputation and misrepresented them. Now let's go into how she does so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, she reported him saying an awful lot of things that Harry couldn't remember ever saying in his life, let alone in that broom cupboard. Um, So this is what the article says. I suppose I got my strength from my parents. I know they'd be very proud of me if they could see me now. Yes, sometimes at night I still cry about them. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I know nothing will hurt me during the tournament because they're watching over me. Um, And then she had gone even further, uh, transforming his errs into long, sickly sentences um, Harry has at last found love at Hogwarts. His close friend Colin Creevy says that Harry is rarely seen out of the company of one Hermione Granger, a stunningly pretty muggle-born girl who, like Harry, is one of the top students in the school. But can we count down? So, can we count um, down to all of its trash? We're just gonna, you know, put that right about there. Close First personal of all, friend. Colin Creevy, Colin. hold up. Close friend. Anybody in the damn school. That, as soon that as they read fishy. that, would have been like, hmm, that seems inaccurate. Colin Creevy said that? Colin Creevy <laughs> don't know nothing. Colin don't know shit. And yes, like Amani said, why He's is he like, snitching? Oh, why is oh he Harry, they asked me about you when I said I some understand. awesome stuff. But also, I'm, I'm you, Colin didn't say this. Colin was like, oh yeah, he hangs out with Ron and Hermione sometimes. Like, that's his, those are his best friends. And then she went with... He is rarely seen out of the company of, you know what I mean? Like, 
because like let's not fall into the same trap that everybody else is like Colin did not say this Colin did say something he was snitching like why are you talking to her but he didn't say this exactly Rita said this but Colin was just excited to talk about Harry Potter that's true I mean, it's even possible that he false. said that she's that he's rarely seen out of the company of Hermione because that's not false, right? He could have said that, and she's like, she's like, right. he's found. He was love. like Ron and where? Hermione. Where is he found love? Rita? I'm his confused. best friends. Can you he's point to me nice. the place where he he's found? He's the youngest me? seeker I... in a century. He always lets me get pictures when I ask. Sometimes he'll sit next to us in the common room. Like he always says hi when I say hi. <laughs> and then she came up with all of this on her own. But also, like, girl, a muggle-born girl who, if like Harry, is one of the top students in the school. How? How many times have we told y'all Harry ain't no Ravenclaw? So Harry is deaf. <laughs> hmm, that is an embellishment. <laughs> Harry ain't don't right? know shit. And like, he still can't do a damn summoning charm. That, the like, fuck? this is where I'm talking about the Daily Prophet editors. How is that not just calling McGonagall like, and being like, hey, who the top students in the class? And she was like, Hermione. That's it. <laughs> That's it. McGonagall would have been like, if you they had mentioned Harry, her, McGonagall would have laughed. Top them students off the in phone. detention getting Slash, maybe. Like, owl. I don't know. They don't have phones. Like, Harry. Who? <laughs> he is not the one, and that is it's, how hard is it I just, to send an owl and be like, "Hey, yo, we it. just wanted to double check some of these facts before we print this." Um, who are the top students in the school? How, how long has Rita been there? Does she have seniority or some shit where they just like I mean, she got ten years so she can do whatever the fuck she wants? Even, I'm really confused about this. This is why I think that they're run by like, the. Um, by the Ministry of Magic, because they're just not even doing just, like, the bare minimum. They ain't doing nothing. Like, you can't even get, like, an intern. You don't even need an editor. You just, because they get interns to fact check. It's just, it's irresponsible. Just, hey, I was just wondering, you know, where? Yep. Is, she just says one of the top students. So, because she doesn't say a specific, like, just, he's third just, in the class, they don't have to fact check that. From the moment the article appeared, Harriet had to endure people, Slytherins mainly, quoting it at him as he passed and passed and making sneering comments. Want a hanky potter in case you start crying in transfiguration? Since when have you been one of the top students in school, Potter? Or is this a school you and Longbottom have set up together? Which, man, I mean, Slytherins be tripping, but that was a really good piece of shade that was thrown at them, at him. Right, but at like, the same time... It was, I mean, Since it was trash. even crying in class. That too. So you can't have one without the other, though, right? You can't be like, well, that's... But like, see, I don't think they care on about that one, But in this one, it's a lot. They don't care about facts. No, they care about... they, they the Alternative facts. Mm-hmm. They're just like, Rita whatever we can Kareem use... Conway. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. Why is this coming through? Yeah. Why is this real life? Because it's always been real life. And God it's just, damn. That's why it got written. Those people are actually <laughs> she like She just this. knew. She knew 20 years ago, Rita Skeeter is Kellyanne Conway with these alternative facts. Because it happened before. <laughs> it's not like... 
You know, you know, history repeats itself. Just, but God, man, humans are dumb. Yeah, humans are the worst. All right, it's pretty clear. Um, <laughs> it's been proven what uh, you know, pretty much over and over since and over the beginning again. of time. Humans are just trash individuals. Um, I'm trying to think of that um, Doctor Who line where he's like. Leave it to y'all. You know, it really, now I think about it, it's so unbelievable that do- the doctor loves humans so much. We're just, like, really terrible. It's, I don't get it. Right. Literally, in, like, the Unbroken Earth or whatever, the one where he's, like, we have a hostage, they have a hostage. Exactly. Don't touch her. And don't then most of kills her. And you just, like... Right away. And he's, like, he's, like, I, did you not understand when but, I was like but the fact that he even trusts them after midnight after being on planet midnight it wasn't that long right. ago right I know this is not who team but like that really gets on my nerves I'm just and this is why um Porsche said it's every robot's resolution humans are the worst thing to happen to the earth listen that's, that's why, why I don't trust a singular that's why I don't fuck with robots that's why I don't mess with robots I don't trust that's them you know why because if I was a robot and I'm doing the zero and I'm looking at the zeros and ones we gotta go we the problem it's not it doesn't end well because we're terrible every it's time us. it's not so they're them. like logically the only y'all thing gotta to do go. is y'all gotta go. And I'm gonna be sitting there like, and I already know I'm gonna like, but I'm not I'm not them. I'm not thems over there. I'm over here trying my best. Like I make mistakes, I'm not perfect, but I'm not I'm not over here just fucking the world up. Mm-hmm. And they like, y'all all gotta go. Cause I don't know, you might procreate and make another one of thems. So y'all all gotta go. Okay, guys, I'm really behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this is really what just... Sucks for you. <laughs> this is rude. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. There's a so robot it's... fence? Nah, okay. I didn't need to... Aw, oh, come on, man! You don't even know, Robin. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. The emotional stress and trauma that I went through on Tuesday night. I know because you kept texting that, me and I was like, uh-huh, that's probably how we have to slack now because now I can just slack Amani and Portia. Like show channel. We gonna <laughs> I'm going to make that. Because <laughs> listen, I'm so far behind. It's it's a pro- I know you are. It's a problem. Um, hey Harry. Yeah, that's right. Harry found himself shouting as he wheeled around in the corridor, having just been having had just about enough. I've been crying my eyes out over my dead mom, and I'm just off to do a bit more. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was just you dropped your quill. It was Cho. Harry felt the color rising in his face. I'm like, of course it was Cho. Mm-hmm. Of course it was. And Bianca, you may know this because we talk literally maybe too much but i have just been having outbursts <laughs> like angry outbursts for the past like i don't know if, i feel like it's been a while it has like a week two weeks maybe 
Two or three. Oh, no. <laughs> it's been like. Because some of it was before I got really busy, so that's why I know. Okay. Cause that's the only reason. This past week went by really fast, though, so it. It really did. Um, thank God for that. But also, there were times, like, I, I literally talked myself down. I think I, I might have. I had left an appointment and, like, made all of these, like, nice and logical and, like, not, like, okay, this is how I'm not going to get emotional. This is how I'm going to come at it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like level headed. I don't care what people say to me. I'm going to be focused and I'm not going to let my emotions get the best of me. And I walked for 20 minutes, like with that plan in my head. And I got back to where I was going and I walked in a room and I saw a face and I was like, fuck you and fuck them and fuck it all. <laughs> and that is Harry right now. <laughs> like, and I get it. Like, you can only push a person so far. You can only push a person so far. It's true. And unfortunately, he got pushed to his limit when Joe said, hey, Harry. And it had to be so. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, and now but he's like, oh, fuck. Whoops. Right. Oh, um, shit. And he's like, <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. And she goes, good luck on Tuesday. I really hope you do well. Um, which left Harry feeling extremely stupid. Um, Hermione. I um, just also oh, want to take one quick second and say that, like, these little things with Cho, they couldn't have little things like this with Ginny in between. Like, couldn't Ginny have been like, you dropped your quill? And it wasn't like a Cho thing. It was just Ginny said that and he mm-hmm. felt stupid. And it wasn't like, ooh, whatever. It was just like, oh, it was Ginny. And he felt bad to yell at Ginny. Just so mm-hmm. that it wouldn't have felt so like, where the fuck did this come from? Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Like, there are so many cute little things, even in this chapter, in this whole book, where she just sprinkles in a little bit of Cho, a little bit of Cho. I ain't seen and Ginny. Like, yeah, like, okay. Four, I ain't seen Ginny since chapter. she got. Since the since she got taken over up. by Voldemort. <laughs> oh yeah, she was there. I forgot about that. <laughs> she says I forgot all she about that. Over by Voldemort. That's real though. It's not false. Like when, like if there were just these little like if if she would have just every other one, just these little interactions. Once then they're maybe, together, it's fine. It's just the fact that he decides all of a sudden he likes her. It's like, where, well, where did that come from? Well, it reminds me of Clueless every single time. I was it is like, literally is something, or it is literally the part where she sits down and like the the fountain, and she's like, "I love Josh." No, and not to mention that <laughs> was like, but that, creepy what? as fuck. But <laughs> but yes, but that was Jane Austen, and so you know. Jane Austen fell in love with her brother? What are you going to do? Her stepbrother? Yeah. And Jane Austen, Josh is like the cousin, first cousin. And Clueless, it's not like, it's like the step, the ex-stepbrother or whatever, but it's the same weird shit. Mm-mm. Like he's just around, but he shouldn't be around, but also he's kind of off limits, but nope. yeah, it's like first cousin or something like that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Anyway. Okay. Um, so Hermione also came in with her 
fair share of unpleasantness, unpleasantness too, but she hadn't started yelling, started yelling at innocent bystanders, of course, because she she knows what she's doing. Fuck. Um, stunningly pretty, her Pansy Parkinson had shrieked, "What's she judging against? A chipmunk?" Um, which Pan, why are you this way, Pansy? Is like, do you need something? Do you need a hug? A like, I just, I don't get it. A bus. She's to, like just like the mean, the mean girl. I know. Like, that's why I said the bus. The oh, yeah, that's right. But you need some. What are those canteen bars? Right, <laughs> maybe that's bar. why. You need a canteen bar. Are you hungry? <laughs> is that what it is? Like right. I just, um, I don't understand. But also, like Hermione is cute. She's not like gorgeous or whatever. However, Rita Skeeter said she stunningly you know, pretty. But yeah, she's not stunning. Um, whatever. Um, ignore it, so, Hermione said in a dignified voice. Just ignore it, Harry. But Harry couldn't ignore it. Ron hadn't spoken to him at all since he told him about Snape's detentions. Harry had half hoped they would have made up um, during the two hours they were forced to pickle rats' brains in Snape's dungeon, which is just disgusting. Um, but that had been the day Rita's article had appeared, which seemed to have confirmed Ron's belief that Harry was really enjoying all the attention. Which I'm like, Harry, have Ron, have you never met your best friend? I don't understand. And did he look like he was enjoying the attention? Like, fam, I just, I don't, I don't get Ron at all. I don't know. Hey, Ron, you remember that time when you and Harry were having a lot of fun and he was enjoying it because you're best friends, so it happened pretty frequently, you know, like at a feast or you were playing Wizards Chess together and he said that he had a lot of fun? Or that first time he went to the burrow and he was like, this is fucking brilliant, this is lit. Do you remember that reaction? And then do you remember that time when he thought there was a mass murder out to kill him? And then when he found out that that mass murder didn't kill his parents, but the rat that you'd been hanging on to the whole time was the one that killed his parents? Do you remember that reaction? So during detention, did Harry's reaction remind you more of that one or the one where y'all were just like hanging out and having a good time? Did you get confused as to what Harry looks like when he's enjoying himself? Did you forget what that looks like or I just, just don't think that ass. Ron has ever met Harry Potter in his life. I think that's probably <laughs> the most, I think that's probably what happened. I think we dreamed the last three books and they just never, they never met. He's just a, Ron is just a random Ravenclaw who thinks like Harry just wants way too much attention. Can, you know, I just, can I just tell y'all how much I hate Portia <laughs> in like a loving way? <laughs> Because, (laughs) (laughs) like, when I say I hate her, I mean, I love her so much, but she ain't right. She just said Pansy is the Carrie Hilson to Hermione's Beyonce. Did no one need her opinion on Bae's life? It's true. And then she said, these Weasleys over here are susceptible to Rita's BS. Imani said the hive has long memories <laughs> because she did break out the Carrie Olsen. Get out of here, Molly. 
and like Arthur's immune because Arthur knows that Rita ain't shit. shit. But Molly should also know that. They should all know that. But also, so, so should everyone if you have a little bit of reading comprehension. Like, yeah. are all of these people like our president and they can't read? I mean, you know, I think Ron's also a little jealous because Harry's found love at Hogwarts with Hermione. Because again, he's never met either of his best friends before. He doesn't actually but know him, know them. He does have the emotional range of a cheese That too. And I do buy him kind of internalizing. And I think this is where that starts. Him internalizing that whole Harry and Hermione versus him thing. Probably. Which is like, but have y'all, have you not seen that? You haven't You've seen never them met together? Them before. That's what it is. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's the only reasonable explanation. He hang out with two other people with Polyjuice Potion. How much Polyjuice Potion is in this school? Dude. They he all just hang out. That's what it is. I'm I'm convinced. Right, Harry's. I'm convinced that he does not know him. him. <laughs> like never, because this makes no there's no other way this makes sense. They've never met. That's what it is. Right. Also, I love Hermione's like ignore it, ignore it, which she's telling Harry, but she's also like telling herself. Mm -hmm. um, and for the um, RuPaul's Drag Race fans and stands, maybe I'm the only one, but if I am, y'all need to get on that. Um, Jinx Monsoon had the thing that she would be like, like water off a duck's back, like water off a duck's back. Whenever the the girls would get a little too bitchy, she like water off a duck's back water off a duck's back. <laughs> and she would just like remind herself. And I feel like that's also what Hermione is doing. Like she's saying, ignore it, Harry. But she, what she means to say is ignore it, Hermione. That's what she's actually saying. Mm -hmm. But how uh, can you ignore all this stupid? That's what I'm saying. So Hermione's over here. She's mad at, at both of them. Um, going from one of the, she's going from one to the other, trying to force them to talk to each other. But Harry was adamant he would talk to Ron only if Ron admitted that Harry hadn't put his name in the goblet of fire and apologized for calling him a liar. I didn't start this. It's his problem. You miss him, Hermione said, and I know he misses you. Which is like, okay, if Ron misses Harry, then get the fuck over yourself and go talk to him. Like, Harry's right. It's not on him. What is Harry going to say? I apologize for what? He didn't do anything. I'm in this kind of predicament right now where I'm like, all right, so if I got to be the bigger person, but I also am not going to apologize, how does this work? Nope. If you, if it's not your Harry, fault, if you didn't Harry do it, gonna be like, then I, right. shoot, what I do, literally, like this happened to me in high school where somebody got upset with me about hanging out with someone else. And I was like, girl, okay, then we're just not going to talk. That's fine. I don't really care. Like, <laughs> until you have, <laughs> right. and eventually she apologized and it was like a couple months and I was like, all right. Cool, you do you. Yeah. Like it's not on Harry right. at all. Like there's really no part part of this that's his fault. And so I feel like But there is also the like the like he does want this to end. That's where that's where it's and like the thing if is, I, need, like, I need no, this but to end. The problem but... is that like, yeah, you want it to end, but then if you're the person who goes you up can't... and is like, I'm gonna be the better the bigger person or whatever, like it opens up opportunities for bullshit like that to happen again. Right. If they just but also, if you like, go out and forgive them without them apologizing, then like what? Right. They'll do it again. They're not sorry. You don't know that. They'll do it again. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, so all Harry could do is say, is go up to Rod and be like, 
all right, look, are you over this yet? Like, right, like, what does he even say? You put your name in the goblet of fire. And then it's like, well, well, fuck, we still in the same spot because I That's did die. Like, what, what would he even <laughs> say in that situation? It doesn't really make sense. Right. So Hermione, I mean, I get it. She's just like, can y'all get over yourselves? But really, she needs to be working on Ron. Mm-hmm. And, and this is also one of those, like, really strange things when it comes to, like, child first and stuff because Harry is kind of an only child but also kind of a younger brother. Hermione is definitely an only child but Ron is like basically the baby of the family minus Ginny. Like him and Ginny like he does not have to look out for anyone but Ginny. Mm-hmm. Like everyone all and all of them other boys look out for him. So as the baby of the family, we tend- I think of Ron as my mother of the family. <laughs> yeah. Cause she is in the, in like the lineup. She, right, yes. Like almost, but not, or like kind of the Kara mm-hmm. too. Um, not really, but yeah. Um, anyway, oh, but like as a baby, you, you start to like, you can dig your heels in where it's like, even though like, I know I'm wrong, I need you to, I need you to soothe me and that's what mm-hmm. I'm waiting on. And then I'll apologize, but I need you to soothe me first. <laughs> like I need you to like, like sometimes guys, the things that I've done to my poor brother, like sometimes I'll just like get really mad at him and I'll say, I'm sorry, but I'll still say it saltily. And he has to be like, you good. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, but He's like, okay, you need a hug? And I'm like, yes. He's like, all right. You want some ice cream? Yes. But more now that I'm an adult, you want some tacos? Yes, please. You, want me to- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm wrong the whole time. Like, I went, he hurt my feelings, but I was being too sensitive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I just went off on him because I couldn't go off on the person I wanted to go off on. And like, as, like, and this is that thing where as a semi-only child, um, because Dudley isn't an old, like they're, they have this sibling relationship, but it's not like an older brother or older, like they're, they're not looking out for each other type of thing. Like, I don't right. know what that is. But Harry definitely has like the only childness where he has to look out for himself. He's like, he's just like, yo, he gonna have, he gonna have to figure that out. Like, that's not my, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's not my, it, I don't understand what's going, I don't, what, what do you want me to do about it, Hermione? Like, what do you want me to do about it? And Hermione's also just being like, just fix it, because you're both getting on my nerves. All right, so let's, let's move on. Um, miss him, said Harry. I don't miss him, but this was a downright lie. Harry liked Hermione very much, but she wasn't the same as Ron. There was much less laughter and a lot more hanging around the library when Hermione was your best friend, which sounds lit, which is why I would like Hermione to be my best friend. But, you know, fictional characters and such. Um, I was, like, about to say, like, I don't understand the problem. (laughs) Right. That seems But also, like, this was a downright lie. There was much less laughter. You could have plenty of laughter with Hermione as long as your jokes are logical. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I've learned with Brianna. Or as long as you laugh at the fact that she is upset that your joke is not logical. Either or. <laughs> you just have to find the amusement in her trying to like, like reason with you. It's very funny. When you say something outlandish and then Hermione tries to find the reason and the logic within that something, you have to find the humor in that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> do um, meanwhile, <laughs> Harry still hasn't mastered the summoning charm. Do we need to add that to our to our previously on wizard team? Previously. <laughs> <laughs> Snake hasn't made the headless hunt, but then Harry also hasn't mastered the summoning charm. Um, he seems he seemed to have developed some kind of lack of a block. Sorry, a block about it. Yeah. Um, and Hermione insisted on learning that learning the theory would help. Um, so they spent a lot of time poring over books at lunchtime. Victor Crumb was also in the library a lot. Mm. Um, and Harry uh-huh. wondered what he was up to. Hmm, that's an interesting uh-huh. question. Hashtag Quidditch Bay. Um, was he studying or was he looking for things to hey, help June? him do the first task? Where's Tijun? <laughs> oh, this Quidditch Bay. Okay. Team Timothy. Hermione. Um, Hermione often complained about Crumb being there, not that he ever bothered them, but because the groups of giggling girls often turned up to spy on him from behind bookshelves, and Hermione found the noise distracting. He's not even good looking, she muttered. They only like him because he's famous. They wouldn't look twice if he couldn't do that wonky faint thing. Ronsky faint, said Harry through gritted teeth. Quite apart from liking to get Quidditch terms correct, it caused him another pang to imagine Ron's expression if he could have heard Hermione talking about wonky faints. Um, I get that because I've literally had to explain to my friend about sports. And also you get, you give me crap about like sports all the time, which makes me just mad that you're not interested or that you don't care or that you'll be like, I I oh, understand what's this sports, thing? And then you're like, I just don't watch. You're like, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, the Super Bowl is happening. Oh yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew something was happening today. Yep. That, it's really yeah. funny because I understand that's that's like, I know like, what goes, I can easily watch football and know what's happening. I can easily watch basketball and know what's happening. Um, I just don't watch it. It's not that I don't understand it, I just don't pay attention. And then you'd be like, oh yeah. And then I'd be like, but I just, I changed my whole schedule. I made like my, all my plans are wrapped around this thing that you're like, oh, I guess that's a thing. If you say so. Mm -hmm. Um, I also was thinking though, maybe Victor Crumb is always in the library because Hermione's always in the library. That, that was the, you're thinking that that's actually what the reason was. Uh-huh. I know, but you said Quidditch She said I'm thinking like people... it's not ca- canon, but. <laughs> I know, but I'm <laughs> like... saying, I was saying it because you were all like Quidditch Bay, but everyone listening knows that Quidditch Bay is Tejun, so I just wanted That's to make true. it. I just meant Quidditch you, Bay you can see from 1994. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I really meant. Um, Portia said that Tejun is quintessential Quidditch Bay, but there can be multiple. Um, it's true. He's the, he's with the a broken nose crumb. You know, he's, <laughs> I hate and, and and I don't know. Oh, okay, or something. Um. Anyway, um, it is I, a strange thing. 
Oh, go ahead. I really like it. So go ahead. Yeah. It was it's a it is a strange thing, but when you're dreading something and would give anything to slow down time, it has a disobliging habit of speeding up. That's my whole life. Y'all. If that ain't so, like... <laughs> that was pretty much like you yeah. could put that in any story. You could just any time that just that is life. That that's an evergreen. Um sentence. the days until <laughs> That is an evergreen sentence, you're right. Just, the days until the first half seemed to slip by as if someone had fixed the clocks to work at double speed. Harry's feeling of barely controlled panic was with him wherever he went, as ever-present as the snide comments about the Daily Prophet article. On the Sunday before the first task, all the students in the third year and above were permitted to visit the village of Hogsmeade. Hermione told Harry that it would do him good to get away from the castle for a bit, and Harry didn't need much persuasion. What about Ron, though? See, this is they gotta they gotta finish this because Hermione is just like, can we like, I'm, what? Why are we talking? You know, they, Hermione's annoyed. Well, no, um, Hermione goes. Well, I thought we could meet up with him at the Three Broomsticks. So she's really like, no, she's no. like, bruh, we gonna figure this out. She was going to trick him and, and Harry's like, other. right. That's, that's what she was trying to do. And Harry was like, this was, Hermione's on some parent Ron. trap is what she's no. on. She needs another one of her. That's is what she, she needs. <laughs> and then she would have it in the bag. <laughs> she needs it. Right. Like she needs, she needs to rope in someone. She, Jenny could be a good person to mm -hmm. help bridge this gap. It's true. But Jenny, where, I don't know where she at. Yeah, where are you at though? It would also be do, do, where are you at though? Do. Sorry. It would also um, kind of be like a good thing for us to go back to when he decides he falls in love with her. Like, oh yeah, I remember that one time she helped me and Ron get back together as best friends. And she was. Look at you rewriting you know, these. Books. But Jenny, Jenny ain't here. Mm hmm. She's not. Okay. Um, um, oh, Harry, that's so stupid. Um, I'll come, but I'm not meeting Ron and I'm wearing my invisibility cloak. Right there. Pause. Ron, your best friend won't go to Hogsmeade without his invisibility cloak, but he put his name in a gobble of fire, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he won't go to Hogsmeade because he don't want all that attention. So... He gonna put on his invisibility cloak to but make sure he don't get all that attention. Something that's really important. You're forgetting a key element to this, Robin. <laughs> I don't know who Harry Potter is. I've never met, met Harry before. <laughs> so he never met him. He's never met him. <laughs> so that's that's the thing. The key. So he wouldn't know this because that's the key point to this entire, <laughs> the part of this of this part of this plot is that. He's never met Harry before. So it's not a thing that he, would, so, that he would know. All right, said Hermione, but I hate talking to you in that cloak. I never know if I'm looking at you or not. Harry felt wonderfully free under the cloak. He And like, this is like where you're right. Ronnie never met Harry before. <laughs> like Harry is like, he watched other students walking past them as they entered the village. They were sporting Cedric Diggory badges, but no horrible remarks came his way for a change. Nobody was quoting that stupid article. Nobody was looking at him. He felt wonderful. 
he's chilling because nobody was staring at him. He was mm -hmm. chilling. He was just one of the people, kind of. He was invisible. Right. But and also the, the anxiety of wanting like of of wanting to be invisible, of wanting to like. And the fact that he like, actually can when, be like, I was really thinking about this like when I was reading this. Part, right, is like the like because you know you like most people have felt that feeling like at one point or another, um, and some more often, especially than others, introverts, where you're just yeah, where you're just like I don't want to be seen. Right, the number of times where I'm just like I wish I could just like disappear right now and no one would right. see me. Like, I think the most, like, the most, like, vivid thing I could think of right now, like, examples are, like, at concerts. Because I love going to concerts because really? I like live music, but, oh, but the, um, the I don't like all the people on me, and I don't like, you know what I mean? I wish I could just be, like, a fly mm -hmm. on the wall and just kind of, like, be there, but not have to be, a, like, like a black in there. People, so if I was invisible, I could just be, like, in a corner, <laughs> and I could watch and be comfortable. Right. Um, that's just the thing that could pop off. The top. There's plenty of other examples. Um, I just, I was thinking about like anytime like you have the attention on you unwantedly, like I made this, um, I'm the Harry Potter girl at work. I'm also like, just like the, like we all are in lives. Everyone listening to this podcast and on this podcast is the Harry Potter person at wherever mm -hmm. their real life is. And so I had made. What's pretty great for me is I have another Harry Potter person at my job. So uh, when I got there, they were like, "Have you met such and such?" And I was like, "Yeah, we know each other. <laughs> we're already, we already yeah. connected on that. Yeah, we we got it. We Potterhead. We we already. We yeah, we're good. So I had used this analogy at work about like how me talking to this person, my coworker, about. Quidditch, I'm going to come at it in a completely different way than if I was talking to you about Quidditch, right? Because mm -hmm. like there's just a different context, a different like knowledge base and all this stuff and how we need to do the same thing for our stories, like come at it a different way. Like it was literally, I used Harry Potter as my analogy because I'm, that's how my brain works. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to be like, Oh, I know all this here. You know, like, it was just like, you know, Harry, <laughs> like I think in, in Potter. And so later on when he's like, he goes up to present this thing and he goes, Robin made this great analogy. And like everyone, so I made this analogy in a meeting of like six people. And then he went on stage. Mm -hmm. in front of right. And, people, said, mm -hmm. and they all just went, Yoop. and I was like, yep. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? like if I could have had Billy Cloak, right there like when you're when you're mentioned and you're not prepared for it or you're not yeah. when, like attention is on you and you're not ready like i can steal myself for attention now like as we've been doing the podcast and doing more stuff like i can be like okay like i'm gonna go to this place and people are gonna like you know or i'm gonna do this thing and there will be attention on me and i'm ready for it and i got it but i still cannot it's like you have to get the mindset though and i think like for me i work at a place where like performance is really heavy um, and I am not, yeah. uh, don't ask me <laughs> to get on stage. And I like make it really clear in a way that's not like, and you know, there's ways to make it clear to people that that's not a, not a thing you feel comfortable doing. Um, so like, even with announcements, if somebody's like, do you, do you want to, if somebody asks me if I want to make an announcement or if I want to go on stage or something, I'll be like, no. No. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, like just honestly, I don't want to do it. I'll do it if I have to. And if like no one else can do it, I will do it. 
I don't want to do it. Right. I remember. And so it's just uh, like, like because I am like, I'm really Yeah. And like, and I was like, dang. And I've, I've had to do that. Like in high school, I had to like, um, like when I, I would like host open mics and stuff and I hated it. Cause I just felt super just self-conscious the entire time. I was like, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. I don't know what I'm saying. I can't like even really see like everybody's a blur, right? Like it's like, I'm looking right in front of myself. I'm not even looking at a person and I'm just trying to get off of the stage as quickly as possible. I can easily do. And like, it's still not comfortable um because of my shyness like i could easily have like a one-on-one conversation and that's mostly just because my dad is like my dad is really good at like saying like oh this is a thing you can work on let's develop that <laughs> so i'm cool if like somebody comes up to me and has a question and wants to talk to me i'm not good at initiating conversation um i'm gonna cry but like i can have a one-on-one conversation with someone but the minute you got me on stage and there's like more than 10 people watching i immediately like my brain like immediately just in my brain like oh my god what's happening what am i saying everybody's looking at me. like it's just like a constant like yeah. montage um and or not montage i don't know like monologue is the word sorry um mm-hmm. monologue. and it's just like not i don't like it <laughs> and they're like i love the exact opposite in this disappear into the background and then be, and be <laughs> like and my thing is, is I, I love that that is like the exact opposite i can do the crowd especially if it's i'm talking about something i know and i can like look out into a, a blurry sea and like just focus on what i have to say and mm-hmm. people have even told me that i'm funny and like charming when i do it but if you come up to me one-on-one i'm going to cry We'll see. I, like, even while I'm talking to you, I will be I will be coherently having a conversation, and my eyes will start tearing, and they'll be like, "Why are you crying though?" And I'm like, "Cause I'm so uncomfortable." Well, see, I the didn't thing is, is that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do either, like literally, um, unless my dad had like, if my dad hadn't like forced me to. I wouldn't be able to do yeah. either. Like, I'd, so I wanna, have, like, I'd just be like, a, I'm already like a recluse, basically. I don't do anything. I'm a hermit. Mm-hmm. But like, I'd be even more so if my dad hadn't been like, hmm, this is the thing I noticed that she is not trying to do. You have to talk. Bayana, you know you have to talk to people, right? <laughs> you know that you're a social being. Um, you're like, no, nah, we're good. Fam. And I'm like, mm, pops, <laughs> I really don't want to. I'd rather just like sit in my room and read Harry Potter. And he's like, you know, I you got to interact with the world, though. It's important. <laughs> and I'm like, is it? Like, no. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it turns out it is. Okay, so um, we need to move on, but I wanna point I wanna point out what Portia put. Um, can uh-huh. you imagine how many people of color would feel gratified by having an invisibility cloak in mostly white spaces? But also the issue with being an invisible person of color in all white spaces. Mm-hmm. Um I was like so many Nazi punches, which we are gonna get into when Harry talks about being in crowds and the invisibility cloak and like wanting to punch Ron. Um, but that idea is so true. Like, and that is basically what I was talking about when you like have this like unwanted attention, like or like un like planned for attention mm-hmm. is when you are the only person of color and you walk into a sea of whiteness and everyone is like, ooh, oh, yeah. melanin. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. See, my parents were also really good. My parents are like really weird, right? So they, I went to an all black like 
school for the first six years of my life. Um, like daycare slash school. All black um, it's where it's where Ami goes now, actually, but that's just a fun fact. Um, but like then immediately they were like, you're going to a primarily white institution and you're going to be there <laughs> until, until you get to high school, give or take like a couple of years. Um, and like in the middle of that, but like immediately put me in those kind of spaces because they were like, you're going to have to learn how to navigate those spaces. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just say all this to say, I don't know what I would do without my parents. We talked about this already. <laughs> I don't. What I, would we do? I'm at a loss. Yeah, I remember um, also like just, I've always been in predominantly white spaces or institutions. So I also have like this weird like oh I'm in an all black space oh like kind of nervousness mm. like I because I mean we we were talking earlier this morning and the woman at in the cafe at my job y'all the music was hitting it this morning <laughs> and it was playing all the bops Bayana had to go through a lot of like pausing while Robin got really into her 90s boy band feels and also destiny's child destiny's child they had some britney spears like (laughs) like but when i was like growing up when i would go home to san diego and i would like be around like all of my cousins and they'd like like i remember but i don't even really remember my brother told me this is that our birthdays are three days apart and like for a good like five years or something like that, I got him a Jay-Z CD for every birthday. <laughs> like I was just like, I know that rapper. That's someone you'd like, huh? Jay-Z. That's so... Oh my God. That's a rapper that you like, right? I'm embarrassed for you. Right, see? Just... So I would like go to like, I would go and like all of my older cousins and stuff like would be, and they would just be like, who are you? Like, Like even like now, like, my brother texted me something about the Nicki Minaj Remy Ma thing, and I was like, "I know that that I was like, I know who Nicki Minaj is, obviously, but I was like, I know that Remy Ma is a rapper. I'm not sure anything else about him slash her." And my brother was like, "Damn!" And I was like, "I don't, <laughs> I don't. oh, oh, is God. it a? I think." Like, and I was pretty sure it was a dude, but I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was like, I felt like it was kind of rude for a man to come after like that slut shaming way. So it felt like it might've been a girl, but I just wasn't, I didn't want to, I didn't know. And so I was like, I, then I have, nothing to offer to this conversation <laughs> and I'm oh, gonna step boy. out <laughs> and like the whole weekend he would like he would seriously like he they like he'll send me stuff because my brother is like steeped in black twitter and like I always like my black twitter always comes like from like my brother or Bayana or her sister Akira but I come at it like in a sideways way and so I kind of know half of it <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! No. I know piece of this. I mean, like, I still haven't listened to the diss track, but I know everything that's happening. I still know what's going on. I don't know. I just haven't had Brandy time Monica to listen to it. But 
I don't but, know about the Monica and Brandy thing. I don't know how they got roasted yet. I, I just saw one tweet. I haven't been on Twitter in and a couple I was like, hours. I saw a tweet and I was like, and I texted my brother and your and her little sister, and they were just like, "Leave me alone, fam." And like, Bayana's brother, like, literally <laughs> will just like hang up and or block me. Yeah, he like, doesn't listen. He'll ignore you. He does. He's <laughs> is. John, it was some, some, I still don't know this man's name. He's a rapper, but he has a very normal name. Like Greg, like Greg Johnson or something like, he's a rapper. But he's very smart and really good. I think he's from Chicago. I heard him on a podcast. And I was like, I'm, who, I like this man. Who are you he wasn't, I don't know. His, rapper. his name's like Greg. His, name, his name's not Greg. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> he's got a very normal name, but he was a, he was getting an interview, and I was like, I like him. Is he a good rapper? And Bayana's brother was like, Don't, don't talk to me, don't text me anymore. And oh, I was like, I don't know. Oh, I I don't remember who you're talking about, but I do remember. Um, do you remember that, that he was like, Don't text I me ever I don't know who you're talking about though. It's a very common name, talking? like. I think he's from Chicago or he's from Gary, Indiana, which is a <laughs> Chicago suburb. So maybe that's why I have Gary in my head. I'm and his so name annoyed. is like Jonathan Jesus. I don't oh, know if it's well, Gary. Okay. It doesn't it's have gonna a bother me that we, we have to move on. Because I'm going to remember who it was eventually. Shit. If y'all know, he seems, he used to sell drugs or he used to sell mixtapes about selling drugs. He's Robert, very dramatic. You're, you're hurting. And I, I, <laughs> I think he I'm was gone. on. He was on Girl on Guy <laughs> a long time ago, and he was very charismatic. And I thought maybe I might enjoy his music. <laughs> I don't know. Who he is. <laughs> okay, I've just told a lot about myself. Trust tree. I. This is like the time when I was really sleepy, and oh, ooh, nope, almost did it again. Y'all ain't getting my black card, all my black card. You got a bit of it. All right, so <laughs> people keep looking at me now, said Hermione grumpily. They think I'm talking to myself. Don't move your lips so much then. Come on, please, just take off your cloak for a bit. No one's going to bother you here. Oh, yeah, look behind you. Rita Skeeter and her photographer friend, I put that in air quotes because you could also say her pedophilic friend, had just emerged from the Three Broomsticks pub. Talking in low voices, they passed right by Hermione without looking at her. Harry back into the wall of Honeydukes to stop Rita Skeeter from hitting him with her crocodile skin handbag. When they were gone, Harry said, she's staying in the village. I bet she's coming to watch the first task. As he, as he said it, his stomach flooded with a wave of molten panic. He didn't mention this. He and Hermione hadn't discussed what was coming in the first task much. He had the feeling she didn't want to think about it. Like, guys... So much anxiety in this chapter. Um, she's gone, said Hermione. Why don't we go and have a butterbeer and three broomsticks? It's a bit cold, isn't it? You don't have to talk to Ron, she said irritably, correcting, correctly interpreting his silence. Um, I just have this like picture of... <laughs> I'm not a lost cause. I'm a little bit of a lost cause. Just a little. A little bit. Um, I have this picture of Hermione just like screaming to herself, like... Like, 
you don't have to talk to Ron. And people like looking around like, who's she talking to? <laughs> I think I <laughs> Seriously, y'all let Bayana get away with her permit modes. Like I, I have it. I, it's not I don't the listen same. To I'm, anymore. I'm trying to understand the the cor- correlation, and I don't because like I like I have these modes of just like all I have done. I'm I am. We know how far behind on Shield I am. I haven't watched any television. I have played so many games of mahjong. <laughs> I have how old are mahjong. you? Are you my grandmother? <laughs> And in Zelda for like <laughs> two months. So I don't know what's going on. Probably just like admitted that she's Mrs. Movies. Big. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Big. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that's who you've been all along. I thought I was Luna. No. <laughs> But you know, Luna's like, oh like reading the quibbler and feeding the Thestrals. <laughs> She's not no, playing Mahjong. This, <laughs> no, but there's this Mahjong app, y'all. It's actually like really good. It's like Mahjong Journey. So it's kind of like you get to play Mahjong, but then there's also like extra challenges. Oh and then you gotta like, like unlock things. So it's like a role playing game and a puzzle game. Robin. You should just quit while you're ahead. <laughs> like, Amani starts a Bidwish game in chat. <laughs> I am literally going to be the person, though, that, like, is old and just plays solitaire. I mean, I play solitaire to calm my mind down, actually. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, when I get really, like, stressed. That's what or just, is. Like, or, like, when I need to go to sleep, um, I do that before before I go to sleep. So, that so I tell me like, the difference between that and Mahjong. Girl, everyone plays solitaire. Every, Mahjong is notorious for being Mahjong like, treasure. My treasure grandmother quest. plays Mahjong on her computer. This one. Okay. Right here. I'm on like level right. 100. Girl, 100? Girl, I'm on level 186. Robin. I ain't mean, I seen an episode of Agents of the oh. Shield in months. My God. <laughs> what? what? I'm on level 186, though. Okay, so they, they go in and three broomsticks. I listen to the smooth jazz channel. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I'm literally crying right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I say it out loud, it sounds so bad. <laughs> I didn't hear, I didn't, I've just been living this life and I didn't recognize it. <laughs> I said it out loud. I was trying to move on and then you said something. <laughs> <laughs> I play Mahjong. <laughs> and then once the NBA game is over, if there's an NBA game, I either watch one or on the Snoop Jam channel. <laughs> Why am I not collecting social security? <laughs> <laughs> what is she misbroken, y'all? Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know until I said it. It feels good to get off my chest, though. <laughs> now y'all know why I don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I was ready, and then you just don't we don't we all feel closer? <laughs> <laughs> oh don't god. we all feel lighter now? <laughs> <laughs> just just need a all right. All right. So they go into the three broomsticks, which is packed mainly with Hogwarts students and a variety of magical people very rarely saw anywhere else. Um, it was hard to move through the crowds in the invisibility cloak in case you accidentally trod on someone, which tended to lead to awkward questions. So Harry edged slowly around a spare table in the corner while Hermione went to buy drinks. Um, on his way through the pub, Harry spotted Ron with Fred, George, and Lee, um, which, you know, is pretty lit if you can't be with your best friend. Might as well have... Right, but, like... It's not fair because Harry is under the invisibility cloak and he hanging out with Fred, George, and Lee. But he wrong. That's true. That's true. Harry it's should like get to hang out Land. with Fred, George, and Lee. It's like La La Land. Like they didn't win, but they got to do the acceptance speech. It's true. And that's not fair. It's true. Also, fuck La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that happened to them. I wish Moonlight had gotten to give their full acceptance speeches, but I was also really glad that happened to them. Like, that's how I felt watching your shitty-ass movie. And bamboozled. Let us drink. Everyone said it was going to be great. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? What is this? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Hermione joined um, Harry a moment later and slipped him a butterbeer under his cloak. I look like such an idiot sitting here on my own, she muttered. Lucky I brought something to do. Um, she pulled out a notebook, which she had been keeping a record of SPEW members. Harry saw his and Ron's name at the top of a very short list. Um, you know, maybe I should try and get some of the villagers involved in SPEW, she said. Yeah, right, said Hermione. Hermione, when are you going to give up on this spew stuff? When house elves have decent wages and working conditions. Ooh, excuse me. Um, I mean, not to says fiddlesticks, that's, that's hilarious. Me. I didn't tell you this. No. Your mom, me and your mom looked at her like, I'm sorry, what now? Because she said it would like some bigger. You know what's really funny? I guess is she told me. Some said it. So now oh, it's in her vocabulary. She says fiddlesticks. That's she hilarious. Said it, she, right? um, she said it in like of context. She and um, Ikara got into a car accident a couple mom. like earlier this week. Um, and they're um, fine. Yeah, we also have to deal fine. with that. No, no, no. Well, no. No, no, no. So they're fine. is not fine. Okay. Well, Iggy told me the story, she right? But then Ami also wanted to tell me yeah. the story. And so she was like, we were in a car accident in Uber, and I was so spooked. And I was like, really? You were spooked? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I was so spooked. And she's saying it like she's like some 13-year-old. Like, just the mannerisms <laughs> of her face. She's like, I was so spooked. And I was like, okay, but you're cool, right? And she was like, of course. But I was so spooked. <laughs> I was like, who is this? Who is this child that I'm talking to? Also, though, yeah. So snaps to when house elves have decent wages and working conditions. Like that clap back, though, because it's like, stop trying to get me off of. Like I am working towards a good cause, like a cause that matters. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad that that was. Yeah, like you said. Like I'm. I'm glad that they that that's what her retort was. Um, I think in yeah. all the like mess that the storyline, particular storyline is, um, like 
that was a, a kind of succinct part, which really should be the thing, not representation in the thing, like stuff that Hermione really doesn't have business like right working on, you know, without talking to them. But decent wages and work conditions is like a pretty like basic ass thing that they need. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think it's time for more direct action. I wonder how you get into the kitchens. No idea. Ask Fred and George, said Harry. Um, Hermione lapsed into thoughtful silence while Harry drank his butterbeer, watching people in the pub. All of them looked cheerful and relaxed. Ernie and Hannah were swapping chocolate fraud cards, both sporting support Cedric Diggory badges on their cloaks. Um, he saw Cho and a large group of her Ravenclaw friends, but she wasn't wearing a Cedric badge, which cheered Harry up very slightly. I feel like it's totally reasonable for Hufflepuffs to be wearing Hufflepuffs to be wearing um, Cedric badges. Too bad it right. says Potter stinks. And but it's like, also a matter, it's a matter of if they press the Potter stinks button, right. if they're just supporting Cedric Diggory, right? right? Like Slytherins are doing that whole Potter stinks <clears throat> nonsense, but if you just leave it alone, it just says support Cedric Diggory. And that exactly. is a reasonable thing. Um, wouldn't he have given to be one of these people sitting around laughing and talking with nothing to worry about but homework? If Joe doesn't get out of my freaking head, like one thing that I do a lot, a lot is go to, um, like even when we were in London, you would go to sleep and I would still be awake. I would go sit at like a bar and drink my butterbeer over quietly in the corner while watching the people I like to call the normals and think like, how great would it be if life, if I could be all carefree and, you know, like life was easy and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I understand that that is like, everyone feels like life is probably easy for everyone else, right? Someone looks at me and my going, my Mahjong playing puppy, puppy petting, thinking that I got no problems. World, besides when my next AARP magazine is coming, but um, <laughs> we, you know, it's like it's, it's uh, something that I don't know. It just like that sentence. It's like you said before, like an evergreen sentence to me. Yeah, like I was like, and Harry will, and the and the thing is, is that Harry will never be one of those people because no. even if his name wasn't in the Goblet of Fire, he's still Harry Potter. Right, he still has a the a, a a fascist murderer person after him, and like he's still having these dreams about said fascist murderer person. Um, right, I mean, you know, at some point, the fascist murderer person <laughs> will not know. Actually, no, because the next couple of books, he's still Harry Potter, and someone is still trying to kill him. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a thing that yeah. I would consider if I was his best friend, but, you know, his best friend has never <laughs> met him before, so that's... How annoying must it be to have never met your best friend before? You know, that's strange. You know what I mean? I'm glad to I've be met a stranger to your best friend. Me too. That's, yeah. 
so Harry imagined uh, what it would have felt like if his name hadn't been out of the Goblet of Fire. Um, he wouldn't be wearing the invisibility cloak. Ron would be with him. Um, the three would happily be imagining the deadly. It is a little bit. You know, Ron would be with him. If things would be. I don't know. It makes me really annoyed whenever Harry says like things will be back to normal. I'm like, what is your fucking normal? Tell me when at when. Right. When those two weeks at the borough that was normal. That's your normal. Mm-hmm. In two weeks, I feel like this is your normal. But like, it does. It seems kind of romantic, but it's also like that's his. That's all he wants. He just wants a simple. He simply just wants to sit at the three broomsticks and drink broom and drink butterbeer with Hermione and Ron. Mm-hmm. But Ron has never met him before. Nope. That's the, you know, these little things that are important. You know, you just got to meet your best friend first. <laughs> got to meet them. You know? Got to know who they are. That's all. That's all you really need. Um, understand who they are as people. <laughs> So Harry wondered how the other champions were feeling. Every time he had seen Cedric, he had been surrounded by admirers, looking nervous but excited. He'd glimpsed Floor from time to time in the corridor. She looked exactly as she always did, haughty and unruffled. And Crumb just sat in the library, poring over books. Um, He thought of Sirius, and the tight, tense knot in his chest seemed to ease slightly. He would be speaking to him in just over 12 hours, for tonight was the night they were meeting in the common room fire, assuming nothing went wrong as everything else had been lately. Look, it's Hagrid," said Hermione. Um, so Harry spots Which Hagrid. Which I imagine her just saying, "Look, it's Hagrid," and everyone in the room is like, "We don't." <laughs> like, oh, cool, it's Hagrid. Awesome, Hagrid. Why are you <laughs> announcing that to the pub? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, um, Harry. You can't it's, see him. Yeah, she's like a herald, <laughs> Hagrid of, of House Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay um so he saw Hagrid had been leaning low talking to Professor Moody um um, he had his usual enormous taker in front of him but Moody was drinking from his hip flask Madame Rosmerta didn't seem to think much of this she was looking askance at Moody sorry my uh that mahjong is still (laughs) my throat is still there (laughs) anyway um listen the scants it's Okay. It's the word um, people like to. Perhaps she thought it was an insult to her mold mead, but Harry knew better. Moody had told them during their last Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson that he preferred to, pre- to prepare his own food and drink at all times, as it was so easy for dark wizards to poison an unintended cup. And you know, I feel like possibly uh-huh. Professor Trelawney, you know, aha, yes, but Press Trelawney, you know, that's a pretty decent excuse for not coming, for not eating the food at the um at at the table she should she should take a, a leaf out of Moody's book, you know? Right. Dark wizards can poison my unattended cup, not I didn't see myself attending dinner today, so I didn't. Um I just I think like <laughs> Oh god. Sorry, I didn't see myself attending dinner. Uh, what is wrong with me? It's never not. She wasn't even in this chapter, and I was just like, um, girl, if you don't. Right. But I like think that Barty Crouch Jr. is like so fascinating because he is literally like, let me tell you what I'm doing. Guys, 
Listen. I'm t I told you the whole way through. Dark wizards poisoning the food and the drink. I'm drinking polyjuice potion because I'm a dark wizard. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. I'm telling you what's going he just, on. He just likes to he likes to tell the truth. It, it's probably a game he's playing. He's like, how much can I <laughs> how much can I tell them what I'm doing without really telling them? And they won't even they won't even suspect me. Not even without really telling them. How much can I tell them what I'm doing without them getting suspicious? Mm -hmm. How do I tell them the truth? Like how do I do word want? this? Oh yeah, sorry. So Hagrid and Moody get up to leave. Um, he waved and then remembered Hagrid couldn't see him. Moody, however, paused his magical eye on the corner where Harry was standing. Uh, he tapped Hagrid in the small of his back and they made their way over to Harry and Hermione's table. Um, all right, Hermione, said Hagrid loudly. Hello, said Hermione. Moody limped around the table um, and bent down. Nice cloak, Potter. Harry stared at him in amazement, a large chunk missing from Moody's nose was particular, particularly obvious at the few inches dis distance. Moody grinned. Can your eye, I mean, can you? Yeah, it can see through invisibility cloaks, Moody said. And it's come in useful at times, I can tell you. Which is interesting that it can even see through a hollow, right? Because, like, we, we see mm -hmm. um, other, I don't know, we, we see, like, other um, invisibility cloaks used and we, like, learn that they're not as, like, powerful as as Harry's. Um, right, they don't, they so, have like a, a limit. Yeah, so I just thought it was interesting that that this one is, um, that like the eye can see through, like even the hollow. Yeah. Um, um, so this is also another like departure from the movie where um, Hagrid was beaming down at Harry too. Ha Harry knew Hagrid, couldn't see him, but Moody had obviously told Hagrid he was there. Hagrid now bent down on the pre pretext of reading the spew notebook as well and said in a whisper solo that only Harry could hear it. Harry, meet me tonight at midnight at me cabin, wear the cloak. Straightening up, Hagrid said loudly, nice to see you, Hermione, winked and departed. Moody followed him. I love how smooth Hagrid is. So smooth. So smooth. Double O Hagrid. Nice to, but yeah. So the 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 movie departs from the book. I must have said right. It there's wrong not the whole like famous double that, that Pavardi told Lavender that. Like obviously, I told you, I told Hagrid to tell you about the dragons, right? Like no, Ron had nothing to do with this. Which again, shame on Ron. Why does Hagrid want me to meet him at midnight? Harry said, very surprised. Does he? She looked startled. I wondered what he was up to. I don't know whether you should go, Harry. It might make you late for Sirius. Um, did she not hear him? Or was no, she... I think because he whispered, and I think, yeah, I think she wasn't paying attention, probably. Paying attention. Okay. I was like... I always assume that Hagrid whispered the way my brother does, where, like, you can hear him all the way across the room. Right. And he's <laughs> That's what I thought, too. That's what I was assuming, but possibly Hagrid is a little bit more discreet than that. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> My brother swears he, I, I never got that. Like, does he? Like, wow. Weren't you right there? He was. Yeah. The half giant being like, meet me by the. <laughs> my, by the <laughs> cabin. Um, hey, Harry. 
It was true that going yeah, down to Hagrid's at midnight would mean cutting his meeting with, with Sirius very fine indeed. Hermione suggested sending Hedwig down to Hagrid to tell him he couldn't go, as always assuming she would consent to take always assuming she would consent to take the note, of course. Harry, however, thought it would be better just to be quick at whatever Hagrid wanted him for. Um, I love this. Uh, assuming she would consent to take the note, of course, because <laughs> Hedwig right. ain't fucking with you right now. Because she, no. And you still have yet to, to apologize. apologize. You haven't sent anything. And then you go send her. You go. You you won't let her send an important message to Sirius, but you gonna send her on some dinky errand to Hagrid's hut. Harry was very curious to know what this might be. Hagrid had never asked Harry to visit him so late at night before. Um, this kind of reminds me of Felix Felicis a little bit, like had this and just bear with me for a second but harry has very good like instincts right so when he when at first when they thought that he gave the felix felicis to um ron and he just like kind of placeboed him mm-hmm. right because he just had the instinct that like ron just needed the feeling of confidence um but didn't actually need that thing and then the random like like a decision on like going to um Hagrid's I think I'm gonna take this potion today this today seems like the day for this after like holding on to it you know just like being mm-hmm. like mm. and um that's a little Dumbledore-ish I think because I, I don't know if I told you like in my head canon like Dumbledore just has like really like he just really trusts his instincts so like it seems like he knows everything but he's actually just like and I had this feeling, so I went with it, and I'm not going to question it. So, um, at half past 11 that evening, Harry, who had pretended to go to bed early, pulled the invisibility cloak back over himself and crept back downstairs through the common room. Quite a few people were still there. The Creevy brothers had managed to get a hold of a stack of support. Cedric Diggory badges and were trying to get them to make, or trying to bewitch them to say support Harry Potter instead. So far, however, all they got managed to do was get the badges stuck on Potter stinks. Harry crept past them to the portrait hole and waited for a minute or so, keeping an eye on his watch. Then Hermione opened the fat lady for him from outside as they had planned. He slept past her with a whispered thanks and set off through the castle. The grounds are very dark. Harry walked down to Hagrid's cabin. The inside of the enormous Bobaton's carriage was also lit up. Harry could hear Madame Maxine talking inside it as he knocked on Hagrid's front door. You there, Harry? Hagrid whispered, opening the door, looking around. Yeah, what's up? Got something to show you, said Hagrid. There was an air of enormous excitement about Hagrid. He was wearing a flower that resembled an oversized artichoke in his buttonhole. It looked as though he had abandoned the use of or he had abandoned the use of axle grease, but he had certainly attempted to comb his hair. Harry could see the comb's broken teeth tangling it. Pre-poo. Hagrid. So what you want to do is you want to get a spray bottle and a wide tooth comb. Right. But you also, you're going to want to pre-poo. So you're just going to want to like soak it. Mm -hmm. Just drench it in conditioner. Right? Mm -hmm. And just let it sit and all that work in there. And then you get your spray bottle and your wide tooth comb. And you got to go in sections. 
And you also so, have to do from end to root, right? So you comb the the the, tip, right. the bottom first, and then you right. just move and then work come your up. way up a little bit as you comb towards the scalp. There are ways. He probably over here with the little like fine tooth comb, the little like they got the tiny little right. no type of like thinking space. He gonna, thinking he just gonna go straight back, right? And it's gonna like, break immediately. Like gonna Bro, work. get you a wide tooth comb. Go find your local um, hair supply. Go store. find Angelina. Go find you that. Angelina, Angelina got you. Angelina got you, fam. Off top. Lavender Brown got you. That's what I'm saying. Hermione, Hermione definitely got you. got you. Hermione got Hermione got bushy hair. Bruh. Hermione Go got you. you a wide Hermione's like, home. listen, Ask let's do this deep moisturizing mask right done. now. It's simple. It's real simple. So, so like the wash day with Hermione. Like you can make a whole day out of it. Y'all can have fun. You can make rock cakes. She can pretend to eat them, right? She massages scalp a little bit, cut them ends and split ends up, get you ready. That's what I'm saying, man. I need I need to not look <laughs> in that chat room. All, the, <laughs> all these tools for Haggard to be using that he's not using, right? And I feel like he should, right? So, um, what are you showing me? Harry said warily. Come with me, keep quiet, and keep yourself covered with that cloak. We won't take Fang. He won't like it. Listen, Hagrid, I can't stay long. I've got to be back at the castle by 1 o'clock. But Hagrid wasn't listening. He was opening the cabin door and striding off into the night. Harry hurried to follow. Um, to his great surprise, found that Hagrid was leading him to the Bobaton's carriage. Hagrid, what the shh? He, he said and knocked three times on the door, burying the, the cross golden wands. Madame Maxine opened it. She was wearing a silk shawl wrapped around her massive shoulders. She smiled when she saw Hagrid. Bound. Ah, bow agreed. Easy time. Bong sewer. Bong Hagrid sewer. He's really trying to say bonsoir and like what what I don't I don't get how those things This is like anti-French. <laughs> I just I don't understand how that becomes or bong maybe he's sewer. bonjour. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. I still don't understand bonjour. how it can. I mean, more, I I don't know. I thought before that evening, but bonjour at least has the same cadence as bonjour. Right. So I I, I okay, Hagrid. Okay, so. Um, Hagrid um, and Madame Maxime set off with Harry totally bewildered, running to keep up with them. Had Hagrid wanted to show him Madame Maxime, he could see her any old time she wanted. She wasn't exactly hard to miss. And I'm just really <laughs> laughing at how, like, Hagrid really got Harry on her. Like, fam, you were a, a professor at a school and you got your student on a date with you. Like, really just got him third wheeling. Third wheeling out after midnight. After midnight. In an invisibility cloak. By the Forbidden Forest. About to be like right up on, yeah, right. About to be right up on the Forbidden Forest with dragons. And he's Harry Potter. So you know people out to get him. It's just a lot of things that are wrong here. Um, it seemed that Madame Maxine was in for the same treat as Harry. Because after a while, she said playfully, where is it that you are taking me, Hagrid? No, You'll enjoy this, Hagrid. Hagrid. Worth seeing, trust me. Oh, sorry. Only don't go telling anyone I showed you. Yeah, you're not supposed to know. <laughs> like, psh, yeah, right. The fuck, Hagrid. Come on, right. 
come on. You know what you are doing, dude. Also, like, how just hooked is, like, how sprung is Hagrid? Like, do you know how long they have been working on this Triwizard Tournament? How many, like, secrets and tasks and all this, all the logistics that went into this? And he saw Madame Maxine and he was like, I'm going to give it all up. I mean, we saw him three years ago. He had a little bit better, but he's not... He's not that much better. He'll always be Rubius. I shouldn't have said that, Hagrid. Like, that's always (laughs) who he is at the core. (laughs) At the very core, that's that's who he truly is. His heart is where he truly lives. His heart. (laughs) His heart. (laughs) That's where he truly lives. Oh. We're um, such nerds. Um, so they walk, Madam. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna skip um, that. Um, okay, so they still walk, were shouting up more, more irritated as he jogged along in their wake, checking his watch every now and then. Um, Hagrid had some harebrained scheme in hand, which might make him mysterious. If they didn't get there soon, he was going to turn around, go straight back to the castle, and leave Hagrid to enjoy his moonlit stroll with Madame Maxine. Um, but then, but then. when they walked so far around the perimeter on the forest of the castle and the lake were out of sight, Harry heard something. Men were shouting up ahead. Then a de- then came a deafening, ear-splitting roar. Hagrid led Madame Maxime around the clump of trees and came to a halt. Harry hurried al- up alongside them. For a split second, he thought he was seeing bonfires and men darting around them. And then his mouth fell open. Dragons. Also, can I just tell you, um, Patronus will see that face, but all non-Patroni will not see that face. And when I read Dragons, I saw that face in my head, and I also saw Amani behind you. Like, I saw both of you guys dancing. I saw saw you both go, (laughs) Dragons, and then then just, just getting it, just excitement. And I love Dragons. If you're in the chat, Amani just said dragons with like 18 exclamation points, they're hype. What they don't know is they're hype about the wrong thing. Cause it ain't the dragons. Yes, it is. What you mean it ain't the dragons? It ain't the dragons. Anyway, there were four fully grown, enormous, vicious looking dragons um, were rearing onto their hind legs inside an enclosure fenced with thick planks of wood, roaring and snorting, torrents of fire were shooting into the dark sky from their open fanged mouths, 50 feet above the ground on their outstretched decks. There was a silvery blue one with long pointed horns snapping and snarling at the wizards on the ground, a smooth scaled green one, which was writhing and stamping with all its might, a red one with with an odd fringe of fine gold spikes around its face, which was shooting mushroom shaped fire clouds into the air, and a gigantic black one, more lizard-like than the others, which was nearest to them. At at least 30 wizards, seven or eight to each dragon, were attempting to control them, pulling on the chains connected to their heavy leather leather straps around their necks and legs. Mesmerized, Harry looked up. High above him, he saw the eyes of the black dragon with vertical pupils like cats, bulging with either fear or rage. He couldn't tell which. It was making a horrible noise, a yowling, screeching scream. I have some things about this dragon about the dragons, but I'm gonna wait a little bit. Um, we have a couple pages, or like a page or two. I have things to say. 
Well, if you came at them with respect, right? Something like that. Like if you respected them. There's there's a little bit more, but that's the gist. Okay. Um, a little bit keep back there, Hagrid yelled a wizard near the fence. They can shoot fire at a range of 20 feet, you know. I've seen this horn tail do 40. Isn't he beautiful for Hagrid Southwest? It's not good. Right to... Just want to add that. <laughs> White supremacy. It's no good, yelled another wizard, stunning spells on the count of three. Harry saw each of the dragon keepers pull out his line. Stupefy, they shouted in unison, and the stunning spell shot into the darkness of the fiery, into the darkness like fiery rockets bursting in showers of stars on the dragon's scaly hide. So Harry I watched the dragon near say, him. Wait, that's also a thing. Sorry, that's also a thing. I'm I, was, gonna, I was gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. It's, I, okay. So seven. Okay, so seven or eight wizards to each dragon. So that's seven or eight stunning spells. Um, showers like onto the dragon's scaly hides. Harry watched the dragon nearest him teeter dangerously on its back legs. Its jaws stretched wide in a silent howl. It's not, it's not, not suddenly the voice of flame was still smoking, then very slowly it fell. Several times the sinewy, scaly black dragon hit the ground with a thud that Harry could have sworn made the trees behind him quake. Um, seven or eight stunning spells took down the dragon. How many stunning spells did not take down McGonagall? Oh, no, they took her down, but it was still, oh, yeah, it was half of that. But it took half of that to take down Professor McGonagall. So that is an important thing to to shout out. So McGonagall's, yeah, it took four, four of them. It took four stunning spells five. to take down McGonagall. Five, actually. Thanks, Amani. Oh, five. Straight to the chest. Thank you, Imani. Five to the chest to take down McG. Seven to take down a Hungarian Horntail. It's true. So, the moral of that story, don't fuck with a... Yep. Um, okay, sorry, so... <clears throat> so, uh, want a closer look, Hagrid asked Madame Maxime, and a pair of them moved right up to the fence, and Harry followed... Um, the wizard who had warned Hagrid not to come any closer turned, and Harry realized it was Charlie Weasley. All right, Hagrid. My boo thing! Hold up. Okay, I'll let you do your little dance. And Yeah. Um, we put them out with a sleeping drought on the way here. Thought it might be better to wake them up in the dark and quiet, but like you saw, they weren't happy. Not happy at all. Hmm, I wonder why, Charlie. What breed you got there, Charlie? This is a hun Hungarian horntail, said Charlie. There's a common Welsh green over there, the smaller one, a Swedish short snout, that's the blue-gray, and a Chinese fireball, that's the red. Um, I do want to also point out that um, Robin, I mean, no, wow, sorry, I read your name, and then that wasn't. Connie, shout out to Connie, um, read about um, the fact that, like, Chinese dragons don't breathe fire. Um, they also don't fly, I'm pretty sure. Not 100% sure. They're like water creatures. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Yazoo and all that. We should just yeah. point that out. But I also, though, was just at a, um, or not at a, but I live right next to Chinatown and it was Lunar New Year. And they had like dragon with fire things. I think it's a type of dragon also. Or maybe they got confused yeah um okay so 
<clears throat> so, uh, want a closer look, Hagrid asked Madame Maxime, and a pair of them moved right up to the fence, and Harry followed. Um, the wizard who had warned Hagrid not to come any closer turned, and Harry realized it was Charlie Weasley. All right, Hagrid. They should be okay now. Hold up. Okay, I'll let you do your little dance. And Yeah. Um, we put them out with a sleeping draught on the way here. Thought it might be better to wake them up in the dark and quiet, but like you saw, they weren't happy. Not happy at all. Hmm, I wonder why, Charlie. What breed you got there, Charlie? This is a hun Hungarian horntail, said Charlie. There's a common Welsh green over there, the smaller one. A Swedish short snout, that's the blue-gray. And a Chinese fireball, that's the red. Um, I do want to also point out that um, Robin... I mean, no. Wow. Sorry. I read your name, and then that wasn't... Connie. Shout out to Connie. Um read about um the fact that like Chinese dragons don't breathe fire um they also don't fly I'm pretty sure not 100% sure but I'm pretty sure yeah or something yeah um so you know Yazoo and all that we should just point that out Okay, so Charlie looked around. Madame Maxime was strolling away from the edge of the enclosure, gazing at the stunned dragons. I didn't know you were bringing her, Hagrid. The champions aren't supposed to know what's coming. She's bound to tell her student, isn't she? Isn't she? Yeah. Um, she is, in fact. Just thought she'd like to see him, shrugged Hagrid. Like, Hagrid. Hagrid. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hagrid, Hagrid is, is naive as fuck. But we knew that. But also, like, not, we've he, met Hagrid. He before. was just ready to throw it all away. Like he knew. He was risking it all. It's fine. We understand. He knew. You know, Charlie didn't know. Charlie was like Hagrid, which is why he brought Harry. Hagrid. Come on, it was you. I I know that you like dragons, so I wanted to give this to you. But you always gotta, mm -hmm. you know. I give you an inch, you take a mile. I say you didn't nope. open the Chamber of Secrets and then you want to start teaching classes like you finished school. Like, bruh, there's steps. Yep. Like, can we get a happy middle here? Really romantic date, Hagrid, said, Char said Charlie, <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> I love people who, I love that, like, I actually really like that Charlie and Hagrid are friends because Hagrid needs friends. Um, but... I, and you know what now I think about it because like Charlie's not that much older than like Charlie at this point is 18, 19, 20. He's like mm -hmm. 21 ish, give or take. Yeah. Right. And so like, I just imagine him. I mean, obviously he took care of magical creatures. Well, no, Haggard wasn't teaching. So I just imagine Hanging him out. like, he was just helping Haggard out. Like yeah. Haggard being like, Hey Charlie, I got these. He's blasting its fruits. Like, and he was like, Hey, let's see what they do. Right. This is fun, right? Charlie's like, oh, that's, that's it. it. Let's look at these. Let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Charlie was like, and then Charlie was like, hey, a... you know, if you ever do become a teacher of care of magical creatures, you may not want to use these in class because they don't serve any real educational purpose. And Hagrid was like, okay, whatever, Charlie. That's what happened. He's like, you had fun. <laughs> He just, that's his litmus <laughs> test is Charlie Weasley. <laughs> um, Damn you, Charlie. Everybody else, Ron's just be like, right, and Charlie like, fam, if you, 
just if you hadn't hung out with Haggard so much, I wouldn't be dealing with these suckers and and burns. And- Ron should really be writing Charlie a lot. Like, yo, let me tell yeah. you what happened in Care Magical Creatures today. Can you give me some tips and pointers, please? Exactly. Charlie would be like, so this is what you exactly. do, fam. On either the creature or just how <laughs> to handle Haggard. One. Like, one or the other. Like, some, some's helping. Something. Um, <laughs> Portia said, so Portia said, no lesson so plan but a Charlie nod. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no lie there. Some, sometimes that's apparently. Harry be writing Charlie, like, hey, Charlie, I, have you I heard about know. these blasts and its groups? They do this, this, and this. And he's like, oh, that sounds lit. And then Hagrid's like, lesson, got it. I'm a right. two to children. And then Hagrid, and then Charlie's like, <laughs> no, I didn't mean. No, you weren't supposed to put that in your class. I just said that was... No, but you shouldn't... Oh, damn, Hagrid. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> um, someone write that fanfic, please. Someone write a Hagrid okay, fanfic. Um, please. I really would like a Charlie Hagrid fanfic. I think I would it would just be like pretty a Charlie lit. fanfic. Um, we know. Four, said Hagrid. So it's one for each of the champions, is it? What have they got to do? Fight them? Just get past them, I think, said Charlie. We'll be on hand if anything gets nasty, extinguishing spells if they're ready. They wanted nesting mothers. I don't know why, but I'll tell you this. I don't envy the one who gets the horntail. Vicious thing. Its back end is as dangerous as its front. Um, so he points to the, horgar- to the horntail's tail um, and sees bronze-colored spikes protruding from every inch, every few inches. So can we talk about the fact that they took these mothers from their babies um, um, and then knocked them out, brought them to an unknown place and expected them to be like, all right, cool. We chilling. I don't think they expected them to Lit. be like, all it's right, cool. cool. It's nighttime. I don't know where I am. I don't know where my babies are, but I'm just, I'm just going to chill. Um, also, and then nesting, when they don't like, do that, re- then they stun them. Right. I don't think that they expected them to chill, but I also think, could you imagine, because we, we know, because dragons are lizards or not lizards but they're reptiles like if you don't incubate we saw with norbert if you're not incubating your egg it may not survive so they just like Like, but my baby i need to be with my you i'm busy i don't have time for your and so so tournament your games right and then we see that, like, so they did bring the eggs, and so they carry. So um, five of Charlie's fellow keepers um, are carrying huge eggs um, to the Horntail and placing it at her side, right? But like, they woke up like, "Where are my babies?" Right? Not like, "Oh, now you have them," and like, at least they thought to bring them. But it's still bullshit that they just the way that they handled that at all just is like, is fucked up. And then to be calling them vicious creatures and we're going to, and then like, and then when we get to the first task is like playing on that maternal right. instinct. Um, and like, then having these people being put like on top of them being put in danger, like somebody could easily die from dragon fire. Right. That's not really, that's like an objective thing. That's fact. <laughs> that's fact. Um, so. Sure, and then to have them in like the most, but can, like, so just vicious. on top of that, the, the half of the half of the people who've died in the Triwizard Tournament like, but on top of it, you want nesting mothers. So, like, you know, you can have, like, regular-ass mothers and, like, sure, they'd be vicious. Or you just have, like, a random-ass like random dragon. Like, a random-ass dragon is not dangerous enough. 
Right, especially and you know, like a golden egg, it's it's jeweled. Dragons like like shiny shit and like gold and shit. So, like, you cool, should have gotten cool. a niffler. If I like, was a champion, I would have let loose the niffler. Oh, the niffler probably would have died. Though. <laughs> I don't know if a niffler could take over take a it, dragon. Yeah, probably would have died. I don't. I don't think so. I, I that wasn't think a so. good thing. Um, but yeah, so I just I feel like it's kind of like. And it and it what it really is is it kind of it it shows. It's a it's an interesting parallel to the way that like we treat animals in like the Muggle yeah. world. It um, definitely made me and, think of and then also sea just <laughs> like if you've mm-hmm. seen the movie mm-hmm. Blackfish, um, which I like saw years ago, and I still can't get out of my head because being like raised partially in San Diego, I went to Sea World a lot, and like. The so whales are like whales have families like they know like not just their mothers and fathers but they have like cousins that they know like they have family trees like like humans do and you'll see them Mm -hmm. take a baby whale to go to another sea world location and like the crying and the mourning that the mom does like Mm -hmm. is other world like. I, I've not been able to get that movie out of my head. Um, and I think Barnum and Bailey or whatever, the Ringling Brothers or whatever, they've just like finally shut down because like, if you see like the way that they treated their like exotic creatures and, you know, especially their elephants, like these large creatures too, like just in the muggle world in general, like, if you think about some of like the larger creatures, they're very smart. Like they have big brains. Like we know about mm-hmm. like, you know about like the elephant's memory and stuff like that. But some of these like, and it seems like especially these creatures that um, we use as like entertainment or whatever have also have very strong familial ties that go beyond, you know, they live for, they can live for a long time. Like whales can live like 80 years. Right. And they're so, and so therefore they're social, just like humans are like the same thing, you know, like the same thing with elephants, like they can do this. And so I would think dragons would be kind of similar where, I mean, what's taken down a dragon. (laughs) I mean, so like they probably live, Except for the each other, right? Unless they they die fighting or something, they probably live a relatively long time. Um, and or, I mean, and this is one of the questions I've had about like dragons in the wizarding world. Um, really quickly, I just want to read Amani's comment real quick. Um, he says, "Can we talk about the fact that these wizards are stealing babies of dragons of color and attacking them and transporting them internationally for their labor and entertainment?" Flame white supremacy twenty seventeen. What's um hashtag flame white supremacy? Two K forever. But no. But one of the things I was gonna say is like, one of the things I was gonna say is that like, generally in a lot of, I mean, we don't really get it so much in Game of Thrones, but I think that's partly because the only dragons we see are the ones that are like under the employer or like working with the Targaryens, right? So they're being like actively used as a colonizing tool. Um, but I'm really uh, in a lot of other, um, like depictions of dragons and like, even in like Lord of the Rings is that they're reclusive, Mm -hmm. right? Like they might take over your 
castle like they did in The Hobbit, but like they want to be on their own with their jewels and left alone. And that's it. Like they're not running around wreaking havoc. They're like in their own enclosed space, chilling on their own, minding their own business. And so just thinking about like what we've been talking about with like Fantastic Beasts and like what, um, what is considered like a magical mm-hmm. creature and why, and then like what makes what like what makes it then like necessary to monitor them. Like how are dragons being like how are dragons living before wizards came around and decided that they needed to be hidden from muggles? And like were they even in places where muggles were? Was that and you know what I mean? Like now they're all in Romania and they're just kind of like and in they this one all space be there. which seems not all that smart. Right. Right. It doesn't really seem smart. Um, but even that aside, like, what were they doing beforehand? Were they just, like, sweeping up and down the, like, the European countryside? Well, what it is, like, most, like, like, bathing the fields of fire? Like, if we think about, like, tigers, you know what I mean? It's, like, they were, they're, they're the same thing. Like, when people go, like, oh, I went big cat hunting, I'm, like, you're the biggest pile of shit ever because cats are cats and they're lazy and, yeah, this one might be big. But they sleep 19 hours a day. So tell me what kind of hunting you were actually doing. Or did you just shoot a sleeping cat, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like they become a problem because humans, who we've discussed at the beginning of this, are the worst, have encroached on their space so much. Mm -hmm. So before when, like, we were in our own spot and they had enough, like, wild land, um... They could just be like they're like reptiles, right? They find a little hole and they do what needs to be done, right? And they like whatever. But um, Portia's saying tigers do ravage villages, lions do too, um, or did too when they weren't being driven extinct. But that's also because the villages kept encroaching on their space. And then, like bears at Yosemite, mm-hmm. why am I going to go like hunting when there's just food there? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, if you weren't so close. And thus, werebears were created. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Bringing it back. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I think that's probably what happened with with dragons is that they had enough, like, there was enough wilderness that they could just fly around and, like, you know, like, have their own spots and their um their own i want to say pride rock i don't know why but i do like they each had everywhere the sun touches that is your kingdom they had that but there were no people encroaching and so the more people expanded and they were like i don't want to live in a city i want to go like i don't want to live next to um brown people even though all wizards treated each other with mutual respect and kindness. Um, and we had like, I right. want to go live mm-hmm. in the That's suburbs and I want to go, you know, move further and further away. Um, then all of a sudden, like those spots where dragons were just chilling, but you would have to hike and go, like you'd have to go to them right now is right up against a, a city or right up against the town or right up against like, you, you know, know, you know, it's deforestation is like, in California, you know what it reminds me of is California, mm-hmm. and they begin on my nerves. Where like we know we're not equipped for anything other than an earthquake. 
Why the hell are you building houses at the top of a damn hill when we don't know how to deal with mudslides or fires? Or and you know like, we got we gonna have a we gonna we gonna, gonna have a wildfire. ocean and be like, oh shit, we are going to have a like, wildfire. Mm-hmm. Do you know why there's you know all? Supposed you, to you know why you know there's all that land there? It's because every couple of whatever like seasons to change the seasons, there's a wildfire that sweeps in. And then to clear, to it, clear all it all out, out it's a, it's a, it's a circle, it's a circle of, life. of life. But then y'all, but y'all were like, go ahead and build hey, some look, houses look on there. Look at that land. We should go build a house over there y'all, and then drive decided, Let's build a house 40 minutes. There and then be surprised when it catches right. fire. And then drive 40 minutes so we can go to work. I don't. Even though there ain't no reason why we should be out here. And then be like, my whole life in the wildfire. Well, bitch. Duh. Motherfucker, you built your damn house. Where the dragons live. What's wrong with you? That's how I feel about everyone. Let them live. And also, this is, like, shade, but also we have, like, family in Louisiana, where every time there's a hurricane or, like, a flood, I'm like, but it's under under sea level, though. Like, you live under sea level. So. Oh, look at my view. Look at my view from this cliff. Oh, no, my whole life in this mudslide. Well... You wanted to, you wanted that view from that cliff. Well, I don't, you thought what? Cause you, you thought cause you had enough money to build this McMansion that the earth wasn't going to do what the earth does. <laughs> I don't know. There's too many people in the world. Mm-hmm. And now the dragon's got to suffer for it. Just let the dragons live, man. And I think too, what's what's, I don't, I just, what's also we, I, and then we gotta because this is a long end. Um, but we we episode. we have like you've gone through and you have that whole book. You're really into dragons. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Diana's really into dragons, and I like mahjong. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> We like I think that like oh, the um a lot of the like what am I th- like mythology around dragons and stuff is like they're a bigger, more exaggerated form of like the kimono dragon or you know whatever, and they do have those similar patterns it's just a big ass lizard times whatever right who happened to like gold. Or I, I didn't even know that about dragons, really. I didn't know that they were into shiny shit. Um, but I'm thinking about, like, my first horror film, Sleeping Beauty, and the dragon was, like, chilling until you took his shiny shit, which was Aurora, the princess. But so those those do move. Um, and y'all need to calm down on SoCal. SoCal is nice. I mean, we have our problems. Taking all the goddamn we water. We live in a desert. Share. <laughs> Why the fuck are you living there in the first place? Did nobody ask? Did nobody make the you desert. go there? Nobody <laughs> asked you to be there. Because it's warm. Literally and it's no always water. 70 degrees. Yeah, and there's no water. But it's always 70 degrees. But, there's but do you no know water. how nice 70 degrees feels? 
But do you know how nice water is? <laughs> yeah, because you give it to us. You're the reason we're in a drought, I'm just saying. <laughs> almonds are the reason we're in a drought. I'm just saying. You people and your almond milks and your almond butters are why we're in a drought. I don't drink almond milk, so. I'm so. Joke's on okay. you, haha. Um, okay, so that was a that was a rant that turned into a tangent. That turned into Welcome to Wither Team. Something else. I don't I don't know. Um, so so they play uh Hagrid uh he saw the eggs and he let out a moan of longing. I've got them counted, Hagrid. <laughs> Which is like he knows, bro. Like he already um like he got Norbert. He knows. <laughs> And um, you know, Hagrid wrote scary. Charlie like, guess what I got, dog? I got me a dragon. Mm-hmm. And then he got a letter from Ron like, Charlie, if you don't take this goddamn dragon. <laughs> Charlie was like, I'm on it, fam. I'm on it. Here we go. I got you. I got you. And we'll um, keep it quiet. Okay. Fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how's Harry? Asked Charlie. Fine, said Hagrid. He was still gazing at the eggs. Just hope he's fine after he's faced this lot. I didn't dare, dare tell mom what what he's got to do for the first task. She's already having kittens about Aww. him. Um, Charlie imitated his mother's anxious voice. How could they let him enter that tournament? He's much too young. I thought they were all safe. I thought there was going to be an age limit. She was in floods after that Daily Prophet article about him. He still cries about his parents. Oh, bless him. I never knew. Molly. But you just went through this with Arthur, though, Molly. I just, I, Harry, like the rest of us, had had enough. Um, trusting to the fact um, that Hagrid wouldn't miss him with the attraction of four dragons and Madame Maxime not occupy him, he turned silently and began to walk away. Um, he didn't know whether he was glad he had seen what was coming or not. Perhaps this way was better. The first shock was over now. Maybe if he'd seen the dragons for the first time on Tuesday, he would have passed out cold in front of the whole school, but maybe he would anyway he was going to be armed with his wand which just now felt like nothing more than a narrow strip of wood against a 50 foot high scaly spike ridden fire breathing dragon and he had to get past it with everyone watching how i also love that he says like with everyone watching harry (laughs) right i'm not sway um i'm I'm not. not but i do love though that like whenever um, just to like, you know, reiterate that Ron has never met his best friend. Whenever he talks about like the stress of this, it's also like, I have to do this, I have to do this with everyone watching. I have to do this, I have to do this, mm-hmm. and look like a prat in front of everyone. And then have it written about in the Daily Prophet. Like, I would have been stuck at like, you want me to get past the dragon though? Like, I don't care who's watching me at that point. Like, it is literally the Hunger Games. <laughs> you know when Katniss is like, oh, but we have to do this for the camera. And you're playing two different games now to play the same game. Mm-hmm. Like, I gotta, I just gotta survive. But also, I gotta survive in a way that makes the people at home entertained and love me. Like, and Ron over there like, mm, I know you put your name in the goblet of fire. Shut up, Ron. <laughs> he, remember. He's never met Harry. They've never, never met. met. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Harry sped, um, sped up. So Harry sped up. Skirting oh, the edge of the forest. He had just under 15 minutes to get back to the fireside. Um, and he couldn't remember ever wanting to talk to someone more than he wanted to talk to Sirius. And then with that warning, he ran into something very solid. Harry fell backwards, his glasses askew, 
Clutching the cloak around him, a voice nearby said, Ouch, who's there? Harry hastily checked that the cloak was covering him and lay very still, staring up at the dark outline of the wizard he had hit. He recognized the goatee. It was Karkaroff. Who's there? said Karkaroff again, very suspiciously, after looking around in the darkness. Harry remained still and silent. After a minute or so, Karkaroff seemed to decide that he had hit some sort of animal. He was looking around at waist height as though expecting to see a dog. Then he crept. <laughs> he was expecting to see a dog and Harry's going to go meet a dog. Um, then he crept back under the cover <laughs> of the trees and started to edge forward toward the place where the dragons were. Very slowly and very carefully, Harry got to his feet and set off again as fast as he could without making too much noise. He had no doubt whatsoever what Karkaroff was up to. He had sneaked off his ship to try and find out what the first task was going to be. He might have even spotted Hagrid and Madame Maxine, headed off around the forest together. They were hardly difficult to spot at a distance. And now all Karkaroff had to do was follow the sound of the voices, and he, like Madame Maxine, would know what was in store for the champions. It looked like the only champion who would be facing the unknown on Tuesday was Cedric. Harry reached the castle, slipped in through the front doors, and began to climb the stairs. He had less than five minutes to get up to the fire. Balled a dash. He gasped at the fat lady. He was sneezing. If you say so, she muttered sleepily without opening her eyes, and the picture swung forward to admit him. He climbed inside the common room. Um, judging by the fact that it smelled quite normal, Hermione had not needed to set off any dung bombs to ensure that he and Sirius got privacy. He pulled off the invisibility cloak and threw himself into an armchair in front of the fire. The room was in semi-darkness. The flames were the only source of light nearby on a table. The support Cedric Diggory badges the creepies have been trying to improve were glinting in the firelight. They now read, Potter really stinks. Harry looked back into the flames and jumped. How does magic work that you go from Potter stinks to Potter really stinks? And what do you want to say is support Harry Potter? Um, the only explanation I can think of is that Draco is older than Colin and Dennis, so he knows more magic I know. than them. Um, Portia said, and though, wait, that's the only thing um, I can think of. Just to get back to the what we were talking about, um, uh-huh. this is probably when Karkaroff started to suspect the return of Voldemort. How did people not blame Voldy for every bump in the dark? Should have made him his name a joke. Oh crap, what did I do? Just trip over gosh darn Voldemort? Because um, not everyone knew that he Thanks, was Voldemort. hanging out in the forest-stricken unicorn blood. But also, that's true. But it's like, that's true. Everything go bump in the night. But it's like, thanks, Obama. Right. <laughs> like, thanks, Voldemort. Thanks, Voldemort. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to start saying that, too. But now, you know, we got Cheeto Voldemort. So people might get confused. But it still works. Either, I mean, it's not, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a preference to yeah. what you think. I'm Either one. About. Oh my god! Trump Um, is Voldemort's muggle cousin! With her team cannon. He does have muggle blood. Oh, he's hella bad. (laughs) Voldemort hella salty. (laughs) That's funny. Because he has blood! (laughs) Um, And the riddles were rich! Um. Right. (laughs) Joke's on him. Sirius's head was sitting in the fire. Um, if, if Harry hadn't seen Mr. Diggory do exactly this back in the Weasley's kitchen, he would have, it would have scared him out of his wits. Instead, his face, uh, broke into the first smile he had worn in days and he scrambled out of his chair. Sirius, how are you doing? Um, Sirius looked different than Harry's memory of him. When they had last said goodbye, 
Sirius's face had been gaunt and sunken, surrounded by a quantity of large, black, matted hair, but the hair was short and clean now. Sirius' face was fuller, and he looked younger, much more like the only photograph Harry had of him. Um, never mind me. How are you? I'm... For a second, Harry tried to say fine, but he couldn't do it. Before he could stop himself, he was talking more than he'd talked in days, about how no one believed him um, that he hadn't entered the tournament of his own free will, how Rita Skeeter had lied about him in The Daily Prophet, how he couldn't walk down a corridor without being sneered at, and about Ron, Ron not believing him, Ron's jealousy. And now Hagrid's just shown me what's coming in the first task, and it's Dragon Serious, and I'm a goner, he finished. Um, can I just say, though, one time your mom had said, this is when you still lived here, she was like, I'm convinced that you guys don't talk to anyone, like, all day, and then you get in the car and you don't shut up, because I think it, you and I, and I don't know, maybe we were going to dinner, I don't know what it was, but we were talking, and she was like, y'all haven't shut up, and I'm convinced that you just, like, hold it all in, <laughs> and then you just spew, like, once you get to someone that you, like, love mm-hmm. and trust, and I feel like that is literally That's just what happened. That's definitely what I do. Oh, That's once she said it, I was like, oh, Yeah. That is what I do. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's literally what I, I do. Thank God for text messages, because you wouldn't, I would, yeah. Yeah. No, but actually, though, because, like, I don't go many places, but I don't feel isolated at all, because I'm, like, talking to all my friends. All the good. time. I'm, I'm like, like, I, like, literally like, had someone be like, well, what do yeah. you, what's your support? I'm, like, I'm always... I'm, like, super social. What are you talking about? I haven't left my house in eight days. Feels like But it. I'm super social. <laughs> I have all of these Twitter friends. Me and Bayana stay talking. Like, the memes and the things. I got group mm-hmm. chats for days. What are you talking about? Super, super social. Um, yeah, so that just reminded me of that because... Um, and it's sad, too, because if he, huh, if he had a best friend who knew him, who had met him before, he would have been able to mm-hmm. release some of this. But instead, he had to just, like, unload on Sirius all, all at once. Right, and I mean, I also think that, like, it's, there's also, like, a, a sweet part to this, right? That, like... yeah. He tries to say fine, right? And then he's like, but I'm like, it just comes spilling out. And I've had those moments, right? Where like, you feel so overwhelmed and you've been just holding it in for so long. And then suddenly you like, see someone who you be feel yourself like you be fully vulnerable with all of this yeah. stuff on. And it just is like, it just spills out. Cause it's like, I don't, I can't, you know what I mean? So it, it. I just really appreciate that. And I think it also kind of like, and I mean, we've been, as I've been reading this, and I'm sure as you've been reading this, um, just the way that everything's been piling up has been like, damn, and then read his article. And then, right. like, you know what I mean? He can't get a break. Um, but the way that like this paragraph kind of like, it kind of sums that all up in a really great way. And then ends with like, and now there are dragons. <laughs> right. Um, it's just like a really like just it, like good way of summing up the last like two chapters um and how and like what you said this, too. this chapter has a lot of like really good writing and just like really like succinct yeah just, oh the writing is impeccable and there are a lot I of it very um, much 
evergreen sentences, which is what I'm going to call them now, because that is like what, um, I mean, this isn't evergreen, I guess, but because it's very much a Harry Potter sentence, but that like, before he could stop himself, he was talking more than he talked in days about how no one believed him about how the tournament, you know what I mean? Like that, that Mm -hmm. part is like what you said, like, but also I think Harry has been like, okay, the shock has worn off. I am a champion. Okay, fine. Oh shit. Now this article came out. Okay. I'm over the article. I you know, I've like, I've dealt with it. I'm fine with it. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. good. Oh, fuck dragons. <laughs> right. Okay. Ron still but, hasn't met me yet. Yeah. Ron, no, yeah, first Ron, Ron has, hasn't Ron, me and Ron. Ron still hasn't met. met me. And, but he so. convinces himself that he's actually dealt with those things, but what he's actually done is compartmentalize them mm-hmm. so that he can get through the next day. And then he sees Sirius and he's mm-hmm. like, so this is what happened. I don't And know I'm not I... okay with that. And then this article came out and I'm not okay with that. And Ron has not met me. And I don't know what to do about that because I've been like, hi, I'm Harry Potter. And he's like, who is that? I don't know him. And then there's dragons, Sirius. Mm-hmm. Now there's dragons. And Sirius is like, come give, my favorite come thing, lay on so these bosoms. Keep going, except cause... for the fact that they're flames. <laughs> um, Sirius looked at him, his eyes full of concern. Isa had not yet lost the look that Azkaban had given them, that dead haunted look. Um, I only read that part just because like it shows how like, so Sirius is really concerned about Harry in this moment and is like only concerned about Harry, but he's still dealing with his own stuff, right? Like he is on the run. He's still dealing with his Dementors. He's like on top of his godson, most likely, Mm -hmm. or like definitely um, being like having a target on his back. Right. From a dark wizard. Um, But okay. Dragons, Um, we can deal with Harry. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Which I love that he and, says that. Right. I love that, that part. That he's just like, so oh, great. the dragons are easy. Because like, yeah. we're, well, that's fine. Harry's like, and, and there's dragons. And he's like, dragons we can deal with. We'll get to that in a moment. Like, don't even worry. I haven't got long hair. I've broken into a wizarding house. There are things I need to warn you about. What? Okay, time out. So he broke into a wizarding house to use the fire. Like, this man will never change. Like, that is the most serious sentence like, I've ever read. What's wrong with it? No, it's just a thing that I felt like needed to be pointed out. Seems perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> that this bro really out here breaking into wizarding houses like he's not on the run. Yeah. Like, he's gonna make himself okay. a sandwich too. All right. When he doesn't talk to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about Sirius. Exactly. Um, what said Harry has, has feel, feeling his spirit slip a further few ma- notches. Surely there could be nothing worse than dragons coming. Like he's like dragons mm-hmm. we can deal with. That's not the that's not the worry. <laughs> Harry's like what? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What you saying, fam? There's worse there's worse things than dragons. Karkaroff. Harry he was a Death Eater. You know what Death Eaters are? Yes, he what. He was caught. He was in Azkaban with me, but he got released. I bet everything that's why Dumbledore wanted or at Hogwarts this year to keep an eye on him. Moody caught Karkaroff, put him into Azkaban in the first place. Karkaroff got released, Harry said slowly. Why did they release him? 
He did a deal with the Ministry of Magic. He said he'd seen the error of his ways, and then he named names. He put a load of other people into Azkaban in his place. He's not very popular in there, I can tell you. And since he got out, from what I can tell, he's been teaching the dark arts to every student who passes through this, that school of his. So watch out for the Durmstrang champion as well. Okay, but are you saying Karkaroff put my name in the goblet? Because if he did, he's a really good actor. He seemed furious about it. He wanted to stop me from competing. We know he's a good actor because he convinced the ministry to set him free, didn't he? Now, I've been keeping an eye on that daily prophet, Harry. You and the rest of the world, he said bitterly, and reading between the lines of that Skeeter woman's article last month. <laughs> Love it. That Skeeter woman. Moody was attacked <laughs> the night before he started at Hogwarts. Yes, I know she says it was another false alarm, but I don't think so. Somehow, I think someone tried to stop him from getting to Hogwarts. I think someone knew their job would be a lot more difficult with him around, and no one's going to look into it too closely Mad-Eye's heard intruders a bit too often, but that doesn't mean he still can't spot the real thing. Moody was the best aura the Ministry ever had. So, what are you saying? Karkaroff's trying to kill me? But why? I've been hearing some very strange things. The Death Eaters seem to have been more active than usual lately. They showed up themselves at the Quidditch World Cup, didn't they? Someone cut off the dark mark. And then, did you hear about the Ministry of Magic Witch who's gone missing? For the Jorkins? Shout out to Bertha Dorkins. Um, exactly. She Poor disappeared in Albania, and that's definitely where Voldemort was rumored to be last. And she would have known the Triwizard Tournament was coming up, wouldn't she? Yeah, but it's not very likely she'd have walked straight into Voldemort, is it? <clears throat> Listen, I knew Bertha Dorkins. She was at Hogwarts when I was, a few years above your dad and me, and she was an idiot. Very nosy, but no brains. None at all. It's not a good combination, Harry. I'd say she'd be very easy to lure into a trap. Um, so so Voldemort could have found out about the tournament. Is that what you mean? You think Karkaroff might be here for on his orders? I don't know. I just don't know. Karkaroff doesn't strike me as the type who'd go back to Voldemort unless he knew Voldemort was powerful enough to protect him. But whoever put your name in that goblet did it for a reason. And I can't help thinking the tournament would be a very good way to attack you and make it look like an accident. Looks like a really good plan from where I'm standing. They'll just have to stand back and let the dragons do their stuff. <laughs> right. These dragons. There's a way, Harry. Don't be tempted to try a stunning spell. Dragons are strong and too powerfully magical to be knocked out by a single stunner. You need about a half a dozen wizards at a time to overcome a dragon. Yeah, I know. I just saw. But you can do it alone. There is a way. A simple spell is all you need. Just, but Harry held up a hand to silence him, his heart suddenly pounding. So, so can I just say, um, one, I hate when stuff like this happens. Like, literally just say it. Why are you saying don't spell, don't stun? Why are you saying it's a very simple spell? Like, and you know what this is? This is the equivalent of um, Bad Wolf Bay <laughs> at the end of season two of Doctor <clears throat> Who. And it's the Rose Tyler, and then he disappears. That's what that shit was, and it's bullshit. And I don't. You like don't have a lot of time. You broke into a wizarding house. You already said that. Why are we setting up all of this explanation? What is all of this expository words for? It's so that. Why are you what? It's so that we can go bum bum bum. Go, he hissed at Sirius. Go. There's someone coming. Um, couldn't you have said, 
What's a spell? Go. <laughs> Tell me the spell. Hurry up, Sirius. Just yell it. Just yell it Just out. Yell it. I'll look it up. Harry heard a tiny. Um. So Harry scrambled to his feet. Oh no! Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um. Okay, he scrambled to his feet, hiding the fire. If someone saw Sirius's face within the walls of Hogwarts, they would raise an almighty uproar. Um, he heard a tiny pop, and let him, which let him know Sirius is gone. He watched the bottom of the spiral staircase. Um, it was Ron, dressed in his maroon paisley pajamas, which is a look. I know. Man. Um, Ron stopped dead-faced, dead-facing Harry across the room and looking around. Who are you talking to? What's that got to do with you, uh, Harry snarled. What are you doing down here at this time of night? I was just wondering, I just wondered where you, nothing, I'm going back to bed. Just thought you'd come nosing around, did you, Harry shouted. He knew that Ron had no idea what he'd walked in on, knew that he hadn't done it on purpose, but he didn't care. At this moment, he hated everything about Ron, right down to the several inches of bare ankle showing beneath his pajama trousers. Sorry about that. Should have realized you didn't want to be disturbed. I'll let you get on with practicing for your next interview in peace. Harry seized one of the Potter really stinks badges off the table and chucked it as hard as he could across the room. It hit Ron on the forehead and bounced off. There you go, Harry said. Something for you to wear Tuesday. You might even have a scar now if you're lucky. That's what you want, isn't it? He strode across the room toward the stairs. He half expected Ron to stop him. He would have liked Ron to throw a punch at him, but Ron just stood there in his two small pajamas and Harry, having stormed upstairs, lay awake in bed fuming for a long time afterward and didn't hear him come up to bed. So, here's the thing. And we've talked about this before because I think you've said literally, Harry has a temper. Like, you just couldn't... You knew he came because he was worried about you. Like, if you would have stopped and breathed, like, you knew that, like, as soon as you knew it was Ron, he felt that sense of relief, like, oh, Ron isn't trying to, like, you know, get, catch serious. And if he knew that it was serious, he wouldn't tell anyone, right? Like, he, he breathed that sigh of relief. He even had that, he had that moment of relief. And if he would have continued to breathe... Breathe through it. He would have been like, oh, Ron is worried because I've been gone. But I still think that like, yeah, but I also don't think that his reaction was. I I don't know. I don't think his reaction was bad, right? Like, I think that he has all this oh, yeah. piling up. Ron came in and, and interrupted his one. Like, <laughs> interaction with, like, the one person he felt like he could talk Fully, to in that yeah. moment. Um, and then he knows, you know, he's been hearing from Hermione, like, there, he's jealous and all this kind of stuff. And so that's in that, like, the point, the part where he, like, throws the badge at Ron's forehead and is like, that's clearly yeah. what you want, right? Like, you don't, you right. know, like, I just... Yeah, I don't, uh, and I that, don't blame. That, that I part don't. Is really like I don't. Obviously, rough. we talked about my last three weeks. Apparently, of just blowing up. Like, I mean, at least I, I think I've waited until I blew up at the right people. Even though I did yell at my dad, and then I had to call and apologize. Um, but I, I, I don't. I mean, I totally understand the why. It's just like if, but if he was able 
to control his temper. Like, this would have been a good moment to, like, squash this beef. Mm-hmm. But he was so mad. And he had just, like, gotten enough of the fear off of his chest and enough of like enough understanding of kind of what was going on with Sirius that he was able to like really be like, okay, I'm pissed at you though. Cause I've been going through hell and where you been? I mean, and honestly, like if you think about the conversation that he just had with Sirius, really what was added is like, Hey, watch out for Karkaroff. He's probably trying to right. kill you. By the way, we ran out of time to tell you how to protect yourself against the dragons. So I don't know that it passed just like talking to Sirius. It didn't right. really help. And that's partly Ron's fault, but um Yeah. Yeah. So MVP? Okay. Um who is your MVP? Sirius. Yep, who's your MVP? Same. Wait, did you say that your MVP? Yep. Because I do, like, regard, you know, the only re- the reason that conversation didn't go that well is because yeah. of plot. Um, and Sirius is really the only person who's been able to, like, truly make Harry feel even a little bit yeah. better. And I think um, that, like... And just, like, their relationship, despite <laughs> the fact that, like, again, a year ago, they he literally thought Sirius was trying to murder ago. him. <laughs> Quite literally. It takes me... Um, a year ago. Um, it takes me a year to figure out whether or not I... Am acquaintances with someone <laughs> like it takes it takes a yeah. while um but yeah um I agree I think that not only Sirius's words in that conversation but just like the his like we kind of talked about with like the motherhood thing like Lily's Lily is present even though she's not there like I kind of feel like that's that like was mm-hmm. getting him through a lot of this stuff was like I'm gonna talk to Sirius or I got a letter from Sirius or I'm going to like send a letter to Sirius. Like he's, he's there for me and has my best interest at heart and isn't mm-hmm. going to be like, Oh, you put your name in the goblet of fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. Um, Amani's MVP is the goddamn dragon mothers protecting their babies, which, okay, sir, but chill a little bit. Like, Yes. Does he have to chill, though? Like, he could have just said the dragon. Is that necessary? I mean, I, he can do what he wants. I don't. I just think he could have, like, we could have just said the dragons. Oh, Portia is about to get. Portia's MVP is Hermione for being willing to look like a crazy fool talking to herself and being semi-unfazed by the Rita article fallout. And that's all we're going to hear from Portia today. Um, Who did you bench? I benched Ron. (laughs) Who did you bench, Robin? I benched Ron. Like, you just meet your friend. Say, hi, I'm Ronald Reasley, and you're Harry Potter. And you don't really particularly like all of this random attention. So stands to reason that you wouldn't have put your name in the Goblet of Fire. And you told me that you didn't put your name in the Goblet of Fire. And you tell me everything, even things that I don't ask to know. So I believe you and what is we going to do and how is we going to get us through this? Mm-hmm. But instead mm-hmm. he had to be all wrong about it. It's true. I benched Rita 
because yeah. I was feeling really, I had a lot of feelings about, about the proofreader. But that's not Rita. So that was, that was upsetting me. It is though. <laughs> I should have benched the editors. But it is. But also like, I do think, no, but also I bench Rita because like, we got to get some votes on the board. We can't just <laughs> like, um, but also no, like I do think that she is adding to this stress in a way that's like super unnecessary and really inappropriate for like an adult to be like, she's also just very bad at her job in the lives of like, <laughs> and like, and it's like, these are children. What are you doing? Right. Like, what are you? He's 14 years old. Like, go be nasty. If you're going to be nasty, like, go be go nasty Go be nasty to Dumbledore. Else. Dumbledore like, can handle adults. it. He was like, you're delightfully can handle it, disgusting. Man. He, he, or whatever he said. I particularly enjoyed exactly. the part where you called me a dingbat. Like, right. talk about him. Exactly. There's this thing, too, um, about, like, um, kids kind of being off limits, you know what I mean? Like with celebrities and like politicians and like it is, you know, we've talked so much about how humans ain't worth shit. But the one thing that we kind of all agree on is to like leave leave kids out of it. They ain't done like, this isn't their problem. You know what I mean? Like they don't deserve Mm -hmm. your bullshit. So she's also like bad at her job and is like the one like moral thing that most people agree on, which is like leave kids alone. She can't even do that. Yep. Um, nope. Amani benched um, Ron and so Harry. So Amani benched Ron, Harry. Oh, go ahead. Ron and Harry for being stupid and petty and the Triwizard Committee for authorizing dragon theft and abuse, which again, yeah, real. Um, Portia benched Charlie for mm-hmm. knowing better, yet still being complicit in the mistreatment of dragons. And Ron for believing Rita Skeeter, forgetting his friends, and messing up Harry's convo with Sirius, which he would have known about if he had stopped being in his feelings. Exactly. Get out your chest, Ron. Get out your chest. Get out your goddamn chest. My God. Meet your friend. What's wrong with you? Like, all of a sudden, you don't know Harry Potter. Oh, make no goddamn sense. What's wrong with you? Get your shit together. I just, I don't, I don't understand. There are a lot of things I don't understand in this chapter. I just, in this book. It, this is the book when we found out that it takes I, five years for Ron to meet his best friend. Four and a half. You know, that don't make no sense. <laughs> oh, Eliana oh, came out of nowhere. Love it. <laughs> Eliana's MVP is Hermione, and she benched Ron with all the exclamation points. Ron is benched. Yep. Um. Sat down. So, you know, Tejun would have never, never done this. No. Nope. But Tejun also probably made the Quidditch team on his first year. Didn't have to have his best friend be the, be the captain. Tejun was probably the captain. In case you were wondering. So thank okay. you guys so much for listening. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Next week, we'll be discussing chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the first task. Make sure you read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who was benched for the chapter. 
And if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can at WeBlackAndNerds and hashtag WizardTeam. We'll also be talking about, what are we talking about next week for um, Witches History Month? We are talking about witches in power next yes. week. So if you guys have any thoughts about witches in power, um, you can hit us up on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. And there's a lot of all caps in the chat room. And hopefully we will continue with these all caps next week. Um, And if you would like to see what these all caps are saying, you can do so by becoming a Patronus and getting for 10 or more dollars a month, you get an invite into this very, very chillless room full of wisdom and feelings. And shade. and shade, a lot of shade. My, you might need, a, you might need a jacket. You might need a jacket, but like a it's lot cool. of shade. That's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>